0: Consequence Podcast Network.
1: All right, everybody. This Halloween, we're hosting a virtual live show with our good friends over at Cult Podcast. We're doing a double feature, uh, and it's part of Panic Fest online tricks and treats event. Because of the pandemic, a lot of us aren't able to properly celebrate our favorite time of year. However, now we have an opportunity to have some spooky fun and help us out with some friendly folks in Kansas City. This is more, we're doing a, We're doing a team up as Horror Virgin and Cult Podcast, not Romancing the Pod, but it's still going to be fun.
2: Yeah, so 25% of each purchase goes to help keep the Screenland Armor, one of our favorite theaters in America, in business. Additionally, we'll be releasing some limited edition merch. And from now until Thursday, October 8th, you can pre-order your own piece of Horror Virgin and Cult Podcast History.
0: Tickets are on sale now for $20 and our shirts are available for $25. However, we're offering a bundle for $40 where you get both. It's going to be so much fun and we can't wait to see you all there. More information is available at cultpodcastshow.com. Remember that these shirts are super limited edition and are only available for pre-order until October 8th.
2: See you all soon. Mmm, ookie spooky. Oooky spooky. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Matthew R., Andy, Sasha, Dave, Brandon, Tristam, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Ryan, Eddie, Nick B, and Chris. And Chris and all the patrons just want everyone to know that you are loved, you are listened to, and you are a valued member of this awesome Horror Virgin family. And if you want to hear the continued saga of the Patrioticals and the other shout-outs, stick around for the end of the episode, because they get bonkers.
1: (laughs) Hey, Paige, Paige. Yeah. This is two cans in a string. Okay. All right, so I want you to put your ear on it.
2: Hey, do you have a can for me?
1: Fuck you Todd no. <laughs> I can hear it
2: The theme
1: music
0: Yes Mikey, did you finally like that someone got to try and punch a kid in this one?
2: (laughs) Thank you for tuning into the Horror Virgin. I'm Paige.
1: I'm Mikey. And
2: I'm the Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch Insidious 2. So have you guys seen this movie before? No, this is my first
1: time. Was it? Okay. Mikey, have you seen it before? Uh, Only one time and only in theaters. And It was scary in theaters. I bet in
2: theaters is the scariest way to watch this movie because it's a lot of jump scares and it's really atmospheric.
0: Yeah, I would say in theaters this probably would have been way more scary than it was today.
2: Oh, so Paige, you didn't think it was scary? No, not at all. I had a blast. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You laughed? Oh, God. Okay, okay.
0: I I will let you know the few places where I laughed out loud while watching this movie. uh, And I will (laughs) let you know the one that I rewound to uh, laugh at it twice. I'll be honest (laughs)
1: with you guys. I think the pandemic is getting to me with horror movies. Like I love watching horror movies with people. yeah Yeah. watching them by myself just isn't as much fun anymore
2: oh you miss me
1: i miss you todd it's not as much fun and they're scarier to me by myself and i don't like that either
0: i agree now what i will say my sister and i watched this together today i would have laughed a ton with a person we laughed our asses off and she doesn't (laughs) like horror movies same but we got through it But I did, at many points, type out the things that she said
2: watching this movie, because (laughs) some of them are pretty great. Well, this is clearly the first time I had seen this movie. It was terrifying. I jumped many times. I was very, very scared watching it, and I do not at all feel shame for that page. I don't care how you look <laughs> at me right now. I I, I was legitimately scared. That was like... not
0: intended to be shame. <laughs> I was just like, I wonder where he jumped at.
2: Yeah, because you can't fathom it. I wrote it in my notes. I'll, I'll tell you guys when I jumped, because I jumped a lot in this movie. But I feel like this movie specifically targets people who are scared of jump scares, and that is very much me.
1: You mean when they have the whole afterlife being pitch dark and people get just run at you I mean this first one I feel like did everything better than this one and then like the cheapness of how of the world they've built kind of Becomes too apparent Mm. In the second one And I don't mean cheap Like production value I just mean like It is kind of cheap That like the other side Is just pitch black Does that make
2: sense? You mean the upside down? Yeah Yeah
0: Now what I will say Is watching this Gave me a lot of respect For Conjuring 2 Which I feel like Is a way better movie Than this But like You kind of have to Draw the comparison Because you've got It's the sequel In a Patrick Wilson Driven horror anthology It made me Maybe Majorly respect Conjuring 2, where I was like, yeah. man, I actually liked Conjuring 2, I think. Now I'm coming back around to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I liked Conjuring 2. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I hated this movie, but I can
1: see it's a decent movie. Insidious 1 ends with like Patrick Wilson being possessed by the old woman in the first one. Yes. Which yes. I thought was just like a, what's it called at the end of horror movies where they do that thing? A stinger. A stinger. This movie is a whole movie based off a premise of a stinger, and I think that's why it's not good. Yeah, a lot of movies would take that stinger, resolve it in like the first
2: 10, 15 minutes tops. Yes. And then you get a new plot and a new movie. I do feel like this whole movie is what should have been wrapped up in 15 minutes and then a new plot. Or just ignore the stinger happen. You know what I mean? I would have lost my mind if they ignored it. Yes, thank you. That is not acceptable to me.
0: We got to get into this movie because there are many points where I lost my mind where like if the stinger exists in this universe, this is bonkers.
2: Yeah. So let's just get into the fucking movie then because I agree. There's a lot to talk about here. Lots to break down.
0: So first of all, we open on, I don't know, 47 different production company logos. I know. (laughs) And I'll say this, Blumhouse is... It was creepy AF. Oh, yeah. Their logo is creepy. Their logo is scarier than the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. But it's it's not just their logo. It's
2: like a whole bumper. Like, it's really creepy yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: And these credits are fucking forever long. Like, before we even yes. have started the movie, I was just like, damn, this is a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've got all the production companies, of which right. there are like 489. And then we've got a short amount of credits. That kind of play as we see Elise walking up to that house in yeah. 1986. Yes. She's got a paranormal investigator with her, but again, this is back in the 80s, so it's not the ones that we've kind of encountered in the past.
2: Right. That turns out to be Carl. We we eventually learn that right. person's name. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the first one, though. I don't think he was. Yeah.
0: They managed to bring her back in a way that makes a lot of sense, but they wait so long to do it that we really don't get the benefit of her being back and being around until much later. And if we know that all of those other beings can come through the doorway, I don't understand why Elise does not come through and be with them in kind of ghost form through the whole movie. But again, we need to get into the rest of the movie. Yeah,
2: the rules don't necessarily make sense, but let's move through it. We'll talk about yeah. it as we go through it.
0: So the first thing I noticed was that this is not the actress that plays Elise in the first movie. This is a younger actress, so it's supposed to be back in the day, but they've eighty yard. All of her dialogue with
3: Elise's (laughs) voice.
2: And it is the strangest shit. Really? Yes Did you not notice Todd? I didn't notice it But it's because I'm taking notes And I
1: take notes while I'm doing it It literally took me out of the movie
0: It took me out of the movie too And and here's the thing The actress who plays Elise is very famous She's been in a bunch of stuff And like I can't Her name escapes me at the moment But I would know her voice pretty much anywhere And it is inescapable Where I'm just like I instantly noticed it And then I couldn't stop noticing it And it's a very strange choice I don't know why they thought they needed to do do it it's very weird
1: it has like an uncanny valley feel
0: yeah a little bit <laughs> i will say
1: that the young actress version of her um oh my god mikey i know you what know. you're gonna say
0: it's that scarf <laughs> there, there is literally not a single memorable thing about her
1: uh mikey would beg to disagree that a- <laughs> yeah i like which how she looked in them old lady pants
0: <laughs> those were old lady pants i did remember and the old like, lady pants her
1: butt looks real good in old lady pants that mom jeans
0: Here's how I know that she's not memorable is that I noticed that they had different scarves, but I couldn't pick her face out of a lineup. (laughs) The young Elise Has a crocheted version Of the silk scarf That old Elise wears She's a scarf lady I get it Same color scheme Same pattern Right Everything Which is bonkers Because that posits a world Where Elise just buys The
2: same kinds of scarves (laughs) For her entire life She should have had The same scarf That would have tied it Much better It should have just been The same one Yeah I don't even care if you age the scarf up like just have the same one around her neck
1: she takes the scooby-doo approach to ghost hunting and wears the same outfit every episode you know what i'm saying but
0: it's not the same that's what i'm saying if it was the same it would make sense
2: it would be better if she had done that mikey i mean it's like it's like the same outfit it's just different colors she's like fred super into dudes loves ascots It's like if you told somebody, hey,
0: go find this same designer outfit at Goodwill and they came back with this. So it's the same outfit. For the same character, just slightly different, and it could just be the same. And I have no idea why they didn't
2: do that. I think she should have (laughs) looked cooler at 25, maybe, than she does at 65. I think she's supposed to be 40, but okay. Yeah, she's definitely not 25, Mikey. Just because you were attracted to her does not mean she was younger than you. And that is okay. It's okay to be into older chicks, bro. Maybe I am growing up well yeah, hey you remember
0: are. remember when i said she wasn't memorable
1: you don't even seem to remember her <laughs> he remember them jeans though i don't remember people i actually dated <laughs> oh god so
0: she talks to lorraine the mother young lorraine <laughs> yeah. and she says carl told me on the phone that your son is the one affected they've checked all this stuff but lorraine says that there's something else and shows her some of the photos and i I think we saw some of these in flashback form in the first movie. Am I making that up?
1: We did see the photos in the first one because we learned that Patrick Wilson was being followed by the old lady. That's when he learns to go get his son.
0: Okay. So they look at the photos. There's clearly an entity displayed in those photos. And she talks to Carl. Carl kind of pulls her
2: aside. Yeah. Well, Carl pulls her aside. And then in front of Josh's mom, he literally says- I called you in here because this place is haunted AF and this kid's yeah. deaf, gonna die. And, like, yeah, he's, right in front of the mother, he says, He's
0: afraid, I'm afraid, there's something in this house and it doesn't want us here. <laughs> and the mom is like, She
1: hears all of this. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, it's me.
0: <laughs> so, Elise asks if she can meet young Josh to ask him some questions. And they do an interview on camera. Where she asks him, is there anything you don't like about living here? And he says, I have bad dreams sometimes. And then she says, I want to try something. I promise it won't hurt. She turns on a metronome and starts to hypnotize him amidst what I would call a peer one imports worth of candles. Yeah. like
2: yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> I noticed that too I was like Is this necessary
0: Yeah It's like Where'd they get it? Were those just in the house Did she bring a bag of them like, I what's...
2: think what you don't see Is Elise bringing a like Rollie suitcase Full of <laughs> just only full candles of candles
1: Yeah They're all scented But they're different <laughs> scents So it just smells terrible in there That's actually what causes the seance It's
2: just a different <laughs> scent Mixing together I do think that It was a missed opportunity To get some of that Yankee candle sponsorship money though <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God, if this seance had all been Yankee
2: Candles, I would have lost my
0: mind. That would
2: have been the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Honestly, Yankee Candles should have a seance candle, like a smell seance candle.
0: She then says, we're now in your dream. Look around. What do you see? And he says, I'm asleep in in my bed but he's not in the bedroom i'm somewhere dark it's always dark and he says are you alone he says she's there she's always there she says she's a friend and then she asks where is she is she here in this house with us i'd like to talk to her and then she turns to whisper to the cameraman and she says we're going to play a game called hot and cold so she then like walks around the house having her tell him tell her where she's hot or
2: Uh, where is she hot well, Mikey, you told us where she
1: was hot <laughs> earlier. We in know. The old lady fans. Yeah.
0: I will say and I know this is really dumb, but she walks through the kitchen and that kitchen has the best farmhouse sink I've ever seen. I like did you is it in your no- that sink is beautiful.
2: <laughs> I know. The only reason I noticed that is because I'm building a house right now that's going to have a farmhouse sink and I was like, ooh, yes. that's a nice farmhouse sink right there." I
0: was like, "Ooh, is that like an inlet? Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I did think it was insane that young Patrick Wilson has No context for what room she's actually in, but he is still expected to be able to tell her it's hot or it's cold or it's yes or it's no or it's in and it's out or it's up and it's down. It's black or it's white. It's wrong or it's right. Nobody. These are Katy Perry lyrics, but never mind.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a 15 year old girl. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. You know what? It was a big song when it came out. Other people will get my humor. You sons of bitches.
1: Oh, Paige, I'm so glad you're on this podcast.
0: She walks through the house. She walks upstairs. That's where you get the shot of her butt in those chinos.
1: Mikey, for the record, I didn't even notice it. I think I have a (laughs) a really special interest in young women with old lady voices.
2: Um, (laughs) So ladies, when you're when you're trying to hit on Mikey, just walk up and be like, so, uh, you want to see me in some chinos? Oh. <laughs> Mikey! Well,
1: I do declare. Oh,
2: no. No. If you become a Ouija board general when you're, when, you're, <laughs> when you're horny, I'm out. I am
1: out, Mikey.
0: I will say the reason I noticed it is because I was like, damn, I need pants like that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: i'm glad we're on the same page
0: i don't remember her face or anything else about her but man that butt! so she goes upstairs into the bedroom and the lights are turning on by themselves yeah he says colder she looks under the bed nothing and then the closet door opens on its own and he says warmer Very hot and then he says please get out of there And she reaches into the closet And gets scratched by something that we do not
2: see That scared the shit out of me (laughs) This part was pretty scary It was really scary Like from the moment she looked into the bed and nothing was there Which I was not expecting anything to be there Mm -hmm. Because that's like the misdirection And I knew that was coming But the whole like tension building Up until the scratch on her arm Or whatever she got cut with Because we don't actually see it That was really effectively scary for me
1: She's just doing a seance to get the ghost out of the closet. You got to come out of the closet.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, that ghost will come out in its own time.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: You do not dictate when the ghost comes out, Mikey. Who are you, Reese Witherspoon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not foresee the amount of, like, crossover jokes that there would be between our two podcasts.
0: Yes. So she runs downstairs. And she says, I saw what it was, and it's not a friend. It wants to be him. I think he has a unique ability to astral project,
2: and the dead have seen him too. She legit says to Lorraine the mom, your son has a gift, and then explains how it is the worst gift in the world. When he sleeps, he can go to places and see things that no one
1: should see. Like, that is not a gift. Also, this is a wild conclusion to come to by being scratched in a closet.
0: I would also say this was covered in the first movie with the other, with his kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because his kid has the same gift. This is not the first time as the audience were hearing this, if you've seen the first one.
2: But Mikey, uh, Lorraine should have been like, oh, did you meet the cat? (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkles. Don't go in
1: that closet. That's where we store our razor blades. (laughs) (laughs)
0: so elise says i can take away his gift or suppress his memory of his ability and they say how can we do that and as they do that Josh Young Patrick Wilson Just says I'll show you And points to a door That then opens
2: On it's own Yeah dude This was super creepy But that's the moment I was like Oh shit This is young Patrick Wilson Cause I remember From the first movie That they, he forgot everything You know From when he was a kid right. And then they sort of Brought that back So that he could help Save the day At the end of that movie Because whatever But I thought that That was a cool thing To like open up on
0: Yeah also because It had his last name In the first like You know Chiron Like the title card thing on the beginning of oh, this Oh, yeah. No,
2: I knew he was going to be in this movie. <laughs> I didn't realize that that kid was Patrick Wilson.
0: No, I mean, this scene started with the Lambert Residence, <laughs> 1986.
2: Oh, but you're assuming I'm going to remember character names from a movie we saw a year and a half ago, and that's just simply not true. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm going to call him
0: Patrick Wilson this whole time.
2: Uh, so <laughs> Listen, I called him Patrick, Patrick Wilson, or P. Wills the entire time.
0: <laughs> P. Wills? Yeah. So they lead him back to the chair, and she says, do whatever you have to to make him forget, and then we get insidious. <laughs> and then it's another... Five and a half minute long credit Sequence okay did
2: you actually Time it no because it does feel like It was five and a half minutes that's the reason I ask It has to be close to that Time it's ridiculous and You're like seeing ominous things like Ooh an ominous metronome Floating dice a scary baby Monitor like I was honestly not Looking forward to watching this movie at All because I knew it was gonna scare the crap out of me And I was like let's get to the movie man This is boring
0: here's what really Frustrated me is so literally Every single person, down to like the best boy in the key grip, got a title card in this movie. And then they all flash with like a photo of something that is significant later in the movie. So now, like, having seen the movie, I'm like, this gave away half the movie. This is like that tapestry in Midsummer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like every opening credit scene to James Bond where they show you the movie they're about to show you in the credits. (laughs)
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we do see a couple key things during this these credits. Uh, pictures drawn by a kid that says, Last night I watched myself sleep and then I flew
2: away. We see the metronome. After the credits, I really like the shot they start the movie with.
0: She's recapping the first movie that we've essentially seen, but she's doing it in an interrogation room. And the way that the shot is set is that set piece is in the middle yeah. far wide with basically darkness around and as the scene continues we close in
2: on that interrogation room. Yeah.
0: It's very cool looking. I would say it's the coolest camera thing they do in this movie. Oh by <laughs> far.
2: I mean I would say the the majority of this movie is just regular sort of camera cinematography work. This yeah. is the coolest thing they do and I do love that when you get closer you're like oh they're on the set of Law and Order SVU. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly why not cast just Ice tea as that
0: guy that detective oh my god i would have lost my mind if so they were you're telling like...
2: me he went into the upside down to see your son and when he came back he was possessed and killed a lady? that's crazy so
0: you're telling me you had all these yankee candles for a seance <laughs> that's in the past he and he literally does recap. He's like, So you're saying that your son was possessed, yeah. so your husband got possessed to go back
1: in time? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. He's like, And you really believe that? She's like, Well, yeah, he did wake up. And the guy's like, <laughs> Uh, Uh.
0: so we cut back to a flashback that is essentially what has happened between the last movie and now she looks at the camera sees that there's the old woman in the camera and patrick wilson is right behind her but instantly panicking about elise like call an ambulance how did this happen you think i did this i didn't do this and they do within this interrogation find the photo that Elise took and they're asking like who is this person where did this person come from and she's like it's a ghost and they're like that's not <laughs> that's not a thing you
2: you crazy
1: i wish this detective stayed with the movie the whole movie
2: yeah i wish he got more scenes he uh, he gets one scene and a phone call and he was easily my favorite character <laughs> yes
0: my favorite Is that he literally is like So you're saying this is a photo of a ghost He interrogates her like he's like Should we check
2: her in because But yes he should check her in Because she is saying things that are insane. I sort of like this movie, but don't like how immediately after the scene, Patrick Wilson is not under arrest. Right? Yes, he gets to just come home and he's not like on trial for actual murder. Yeah,
1: the detective goes, we're waiting for the forensics to come back, but if they match your husband, we're arresting him immediately. And I was like, are they not going to detain him until the forensics come back? Right? My, okay,
0: my absolute favorite thing about this kind of flashback flashback and this whole interrogation scene is when they start the flashback they cut immediately like they jump cut to a picture of elise dead and it's one of the funniest things i've seen in a long time yeah, like mouth agape yes yeah. <laughs> where, where i was like is this a zombie movie because this is hilarious and it's supposed to be a jump scare and it's just not effective
2: because she looks so hilarious so i'm gonna go ahead and respectfully disagree with you on the not effective part because it (laughs) did scare me but it's mainly the music like the startling music that scares me it's not the imagery because i agree it is sort of silly to see a dead woman mouth agape you know like that but it still scared me we cut back to
0: their house where patrick wilson is somehow a free man aka a white man (laughs) (laughs) he's actually helping her take the kids stuff upstairs and putting the kids to bed which if memory serves he was kind of a bad dad in the first movie
2: he loved his kids but he was like an absent father if that makes sense yeah yeah Uh, he was a bad dad
0: so he starts taking the kids stuff upstairs and then the baby walks into the piano like an idiot
1: (laughs) stupid baby
0: I think what we're meant to believe is that the baby's toy is alive and ran the baby into the piano.
1: Right. I didn't get that at all. I just felt like the the kid just accidentally ran into the piano. I mean, kids do do that. Kids be dumb sometimes. (laughs) I love that to get that shot. They had a little baby Walker
2: thing. That was like an RC car and they drove a baby into a piano. There's a guy (laughs) whose job that day was to cause a piano baby Walker accident on set. (laughs) And that to me is hilarious. (laughs)
1: My dream job.
0: My favorite thing is like the sound cues in this movie. Whoever folied this movie is my hero, <laughs> yeah. because the foley is so bad it's good. And when this baby <laughs> walks into this piano, you hear kind of like a like
2: yeah, as if they ran into the keys. Yeah, they
0: just ran into the side of the piano, which would just be like a
2: bonk. It would be like you just hit a table, like you ran into the coffee table or something. Yeah.
0: Yes, it reminded me of one of my favorite movie deaths of all time uh, that you guys covered on Cabin Fever, where the guy gets hit with a guitar and then swallows a harmonica oh. and it keeps making harmonica sounds as he chokes yeah. on it. Yeah. It's one of my faves. So he puts the two boys, Dalton and I believe Foster is the other one Foster, to yeah. bed. And he's kind of tucking them in. He's talking about how the house has been in his family for a long time and he gets to stay in daddy's old room. And then he pauses on Dalton and he just says, I'm just glad you're
2: awake. So he leaves. But this is the worst idea ever. And I I understand that the cops have to search his place because... Yeah, because he's wanted for murder. Yeah, he legit committed a murder.
1: Yeah, it's not just search. There's a body in his place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should be in jail, but because he's white, he's not. So like he has to find somewhere else to stay with his family, right? But you should not live in the house your son was haunted in. So the fact that his mom still lives there is insane to me. And the fact that he takes his kids to the room he was haunted in is insane to me. He
1: doesn't remember any of
2: it. No, he does now because they unlocked all of those memories when Mm -hmm. they brought him back. Although, Mikey, Patrick Wilson at this point is not Patrick Wilson. And he can't talk to them because Patrick Wilson
1: is in the Upside Down. You're wrong, because later on in the movie, he says, I don't remember anything about the old lady at that time, which is why they have to go back to 1986.
2: Yeah, but the person who's talking there is the devil possessing Patrick Wilson.
0: No, 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 no. Mikey's actually right, and it's not It's not that, Todd, you're wrong. You're explaining what the movie should be, but it's not what the movie actually is, because, Mikey, you are right. It does establish later in the movie that he doesn't remember the things from that time, and that's why they have to go back and talk to mm-hmm. young him. But if we're playing by the rules of the movie established in Insidious 1, then yes, when they brought back his gift, he should then remember all of the things that happened. Yes. So he should, and what we don't know yet in this movie is that this is not actual Patrick Wilson. This is an imposter. How dare they?
1: Watrick Wilson.
2: Wattrick Pilson. <laughs> I like Watrick just as a name for this person
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but let's for argument's sake say it was patrick wilson then todd as far as the rules of the movie go yes you should be right but as far as what happens in this film mikey is right
2: i'm so confused okay so let me just ask these questions then because i okay completely missed the whole movie then okay so patrick wilson in present day timeline Yes. yes. Post Insidious One is Watrick Wilson. It is not actually Patrick Wilson. Correct. So, that entity that is possessing Patrick Wilson's body, we will call Watrick, that person right. does not remember Patrick Wilson's memories.
1: That's correct. Patrick Wilson in the Upside Down also says he does not remember his memories from that. Right, right. Age. No,
2: no, no. I get that, Mikey. I'm just trying to yeah. establish that that person does not. Yes. Right. Yes. No yeah, one exactly. does.
1: So, that could have been a different room that he grew up in. That he wouldn't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the grandma comes in and she's like, uh, this was our room. We moved after the haunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was the study. <laughs> and well, and
0: here's the thing. They established that because he doesn't remember the song. Yeah. But what Mikey is getting at is in the Rules of Insidious 1, Patrick Wilson in The Further should remember the old woman and things like that. But he says in this film, that one in The Further says, I do not remember, and that's why good Patrick Wilson has to go back in time with Elise, or at least back through the further, yeah. which I have questions about if the further allows you to just fucking time travel whenever the fuck you want. Yeah,
1: that that, that whole thing was kind of out of left blue. Left blue? Left blue? What the but fuck? So that
0: Patrick <laughs> Wilson doesn't remember, but should, because he's regained his
2: gifts. That really bothers me. It
0: should. It's a It's a huge story error, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of story problems in this movie. <laughs> I
2: feel like they only did that so they could do the scene at the very beginning of the movie where young Josh stands up and walks to the, cl- the closet or the walks into the hallway and points at the door and it opens and then they could retcon that in for the end of the movie where you see that happening. But well, right. let's just continue moving forward now that we have some of these questions answered and sort of answer them as we get to them.
0: Yes. So, he leaves the room and Dalton and Foster are talking and Foster made like a tin can
2: telephone. I hated this so much because if you are within speaking distance to somebody, you're not going to make an apparatus that makes that more difficult to then talk.
0: Um, I mean, I feel like that's something people have made in school and it's kind of fun because you hear it within the can and that's kind of cool. Yeah. I do think this is essentially Chekhov's tin can phone. <laughs> yeah, because I'll agree God. with that. The second they introduce it, I'm like, a ghost is going to talk through that later. He actually tells Foster that he thinks it's stupid, but they start to <laughs> kind of play with it. Can
1: you imagine if your brother was in a coma for like a year and then wakes up and you're like, look what I made? He's like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> and and like, you're like, you know? you've been asleep
0: I, fool yeah, yeah quit sleeping on my inventions literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he tells him that he thinks it's stupid and then Patrick Wilson comes in with the, all of his like hot dad energy oh, and is yeah. like yeah, hey kids BDE.
1: big dad energy
0: big dad energy <laughs> with all of his Henleys oof
1: I have to Google what a Henley is now.
0: You're a dude. It's a dude shirt.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised you have it. One of your layers is in a Henley right now.
0: Are you not? A, <laughs> are Henleys not acceptable in your seven layer burritos of clothing? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to bed, a place that we all wish we could be. With him so yeah with Patrick yeah, Wilson Yeah 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 and
2: honestly even Wattrick Wilson because you know that demon Knows some tricks
0: I am and, and I'll introduce it now uh, I pulled My sister repeatedly through the film As he got worse and worse to see If she would still hit it and So I have entries each Time
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well he hasn't gone full gaslighting Dad yet that happens soon though so I'd imagine at it some does. point in that transformation She was out
0: um you'd Be surprised is
1: Rose <laughs> in the series of scenes.
0: She's in the next scene. So okay. Roseburn is in the next scene. She's sitting at the kitchen table and this is one of the only other really cool camera tricks that they do where the angle is on her at the kitchen table and then it shifts and then shifts perspective. Yeah. Which is kind of, I don't really know how they did it. It's definitely a single shot, but it looks like they changed the focus too. So what we see is we go from just looking at Roseburn at the table to seeing Roseburn kind of in the foreground of the table and seeing the hallway where we hear music playing and we see somebody walk through that hallway.
1: Yeah. It was super creepy man. Also Roseburn the whole time is like pretty sure Watchick Wilson has killed her friend.
0: The real horror of this movie is going to be Rose Byrne's Mental state after this movie ends oh, Because yeah. <laughs> she A Spends the first half of this movie Convinced that her husband Murdered a woman in their house And is walking free and sleeping Next to her it's like sleeping with The enemy it's really terrifying Can
2: we also just go ahead and say that her husband Did kill Elise but he was possessed, right. which if you believe in that thing or not, that very much changes how you feel sleeping next to that person, right?
0: The second half of this movie is, husband or not, demons are trying to kill killed that lady and are trying to kill me. At no point does she have like a respite in this movie, yeah. and then everyone tells her she's crazy.
2: Yeah, she gets gaslit the entire movie. I feel bad for her a lot. This is her
0: Rosemary's baby. (laughs) 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 So she calls out for Patrick Wilson's mom no answer she walks into the room with the piano or walks towards it the doors are ajar so she walks past the piano doesn't notice that the piano is playing on its own and she turns off the radio
2: when she walks down the hallway it's coming from the piano when she walks in the room it's coming from the radio that's why she
1: turns the radio on which doesn't make sense because was ghost Patrick Wilson being like oh shit I better turn the radio on
0: well okay so here's the thing so she walks into the room and the angle of the camera faces the the piano which she cannot see yet And the piano is playing by itself When she's in the room
2: Oh okay oh. I did so not see it playing
0: It was playing and I don't know if the Radio is also playing cause she does Switch it off which means it was
2: on Well and the music stops when she does that Yeah exactly
0: but here's the thing We establish later on That this is good Patrick Wilson Playing the song she wrote for him Why would he stop He's trying to get her attention
2: Yeah I hated that, too. Once we found out it was him, I was like, oh, well, then that made the scene that scared me earlier
1: both not scary and dumb. Well, he can only perform for a couple of minutes.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'll take it.
1: Oh, Paige,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) She switches the radio off. Then she goes upstairs to check the baby monitor because we established that she heard ghosts on the baby monitor in the first movie. She checks the baby monitor and hears what is undisputably the piano. And so she goes back down to that room where that creepy murderous baby toy turns on on its own uh, and yeah and uh, wakes up the baby where she hears the crying on the monitor she runs upstairs and the baby is missing except that it's not it's just on the floor
2: which was still scary it was sort of scary yeah but it was just legit on the floor
1: yeah she goes to patrick wills he's like oh you've never seen a baby crawl out of a crib before and i was like jesus yeah this is where the gaslighting starts
2: yeah i literally wrote first off get your family burn the house down immediately and then when he starts gaslighting her, i was like oh it's time for a divorce like- <laughs> And. She says to him, it's
0: still happening, and he denies it. And what we establish later is he knew the whole
2: time because he was doing it. Well, yeah, but she's not talking to her husband there. She's talking to Watrick Wilson. No, yeah. I
0: know. That's what I mean. Like, Watrick Wilson knows it's going on, but he's going to fully gaslight her where he just says, I just want it to move on. And then he changes the subject and is like, you think I killed her, right? you think I killed her and I didn't because I know what happened. Something evil followed me and killed her you saw it yeah which is like classic misdirection and then painting a narrative because she saw the photo but that doesn't mean that she didn't see him kill her like it's he's filling in gaps for her
2: yeah with his own narrative what he's doing there is trying to establish an alibi that he does not have
0: yes and he says we have our family back and our son isn't that what we should to be focusing on
2: i wrote that line down too because i was like oh this dude is a dick
1: yeah yeah because last night a person was murdered in your living room by you well take that out of it it's still something that you can't just forget the next night
0: yeah i agree i mean like she is understandably upset so we cut to tucker and speck showing up to elise's house they're clearly sad about Elise. The reading room door creaks open on its own, and they're like, she never left that unlock. So they play Hunter Ninja Bear to see who's going to go in there first, which is.
2: Which doesn't exist, right? It's like a rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, I think so. So what beats what? Like, I really needed to know that. Uh,
0: Hunter beats Bear. Ninja beats Hunter.
1: Hunter beats Ninja?
0: bear eats ninja
1: bear eats ninja ridiculous all of this
0: yeah all i have written next is biggin has to go downstairs
2: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah tucker has to go down first
0: we go downstairs and it's just a seance room full of spooky shit stuff that you like just shouldn't have in your house yeah he turns on the tv and then turns it off he opens a giant book they find a private room full of vhs tapes and vcrs which like
1: it's you know what that is but also the porn room (laughs) oh it's her reading room. It's
0: her reading room. Uh, they find Josh's tape. They watch it. They criticize the camera work on it, which like... Okay,
2: as a cinematographer myself, that is something that you would do.
0: I guess, but I'm like, it's just a video interview, and this is like, this person wasn't a cinematographer, so who gives a shit?
2: I know. It was literally a guy with like a 1990s camcorder. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But thankfully, they fast forward through shit we've already seen, other movies take note
1: (laughs) i feel like you're specifically talking to one spanish movie
0: i feel like i would be mad at other movies that did it too
1: (laughs) this is a personal attack on the (laughs) patreonicles
0: they see the video and they say who the hell is he talking to and we can kind of blurrily see that maybe there's a face behind him on the tv screen you sort of see a
2: figure a good looking figure those shoulders though i mean that should have been a giveaway
0: I mean, you can't see them. I, I mean, if I could have seen them, I would have solved this movie immediately. I would <laughs> You'd be like, like oh, that's some BDE right
2: there. Yeah. So
0: Lorraine wanders around. What is like the spookiest house ever? Like if I lived in this house, I would never wander around it at night. You're just
1: asking to see stuff. <laughs> I don't even wander around my condo with the lights off at night. I'm like, turn all the lights on.
0: So she walks into the boys' room. She checks on Dalton. And Dalton says in his sleep, I went to sleep and then I flew away. And then she says, please don't leave us again. And then he says, grandma, there's someone standing behind you.
2: And she turns
0: and there's no one. It scared the hell out
2: of me, though. It was very (laughs) creepy. Yeah.
0: This scared my sister, too. Lorraine walks back out into the hallway downstairs where she enters a room that's like bathed in red light. And I think it's from that one window that has just like a red square in it for some reason.
1: That's what you want in a house.
0: Yeah, clearly. And... At this point, as she's going down the stairs, they do kind of like a quick jump scare where it turns out to just be coats instead of a person. Yeah. And my sister just screamed, Ghost coats! The coats of (laughs) a ghost! (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. Uh, Then she runs into the evil toddler toy Which, like, let's have a movie about that thing, just like a sentient walker. (laughs) So (laughs) she sees someone walking through the hallway, and we see that it's a woman in white. She calls out for Rose Byrne's character, Renee, but it is not Renee. No, it is not. Uh, She turns on the lights, and she's looking in the mirror. The curtains are moving behind her. And then kind of through the door of the bathroom, we see that there is a white creepy lady in the hallway and I have to take some issue here because this is the same problem I had with The Conjuring where the face paint ruins it for me where this person is not scary at all even my sister and I were like she looks like she's there to be part of a dinner theater mystery production <laughs> like this is, she's just an actor trying to get by uh, so she shuts the door she opens it again and it's Patrick Wilson instead of the creepy lady and yes. like hooray <laughs> you're
2: like thank God
0: Yes She tries to tell him Like there's someone In this house And he just says There's no one here Because if there was It would scare my family And we don't want That to happen
2: So he's gaslighting Her too I was so mad at that Because at this point I thought that was Patrick Wilson I was like This dude definitely Murdered Elise He knows he's got Like a few days Before he gets arrested He's just like The worst person ever
0: Did you also notice that So his mom's name Is Lorraine Kind of like Lorraine
2: Yes I did Yeah (laughs) Yeah
0: just saying
1: (laughs) i think the conjuring movies are better i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm
0: gonna agree with you we cut to rose Byrne wakes up in their bed and he's gone she comes downstairs and puts the baby in the high chair while he's outside playing with the kids which is suspicious because he was previously a bad father and (laughs) dalton comes inside and she says what do you want for breakfast And he tells her that he had a bad dream, and he says that he was in his bed sleeping, grandma walked in, and I could see someone else in the room, and he said, it's the white dress lady. Yeah. It
2: switches to a flashback of what actually happened
0: literally last night. So he goes into the hallway, and it's Patrick Wilson talking to himself. And he says, is there something wrong with daddy? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with
2: Daddy. But
1: Okay, now,
2: Paige, there is nothing wrong with Patrick Wilson, but there is something
1: wrong with Daddy. Well, that's actually the same speech he gave himself after he couldn't perform for two minutes. No.
0: (laughs) Clearly, he's possessed, and this is evil Patrick Wilson, but I really wish they would have given us a goatee so we could figure it out. (laughs)
2: Ha <laughs> ha Mikey <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek uh, Anyway so... Oh sorry I thought you were making fun of Mikey and the Patreonicals
1: <laughs> No I stole it from Star Trek Yeah it's Star Trek oh, It's a okay. trope yeah. of,
2: of
0: evil ones always get goatees So he takes the boys to school Which again Suspicious
2: Yeah uh, Because he's a bad parent But he also doesn't have anything to do Because he's on trial for murder
1: at this point So he can't go <laughs> right. anywhere He has not been arrested These police suck <laughs>
2: Right
0: So Lorraine goes to Elise's house Yeah Where Uh, Specs and Tucker
2: Yeah it is Tucker Yeah Who probably Should have
1: been Interviewed by police
2: Definitely Wait who should have Been interviewed by police Everyone from
1: the first movie That she spent her last Three days with
2: Yeah I'm assuming That they all
1: Were interviewed by police
2: And we just only saw Rose Byrne Yeah and They just don't care Because I don't know The whole law enforcement Thing really bothers me In this movie Like a lot.
0: Well, what bothers me is that Tucker and Specs are dressed like that. And at no point are they like, can we tell you the good news about our Lord Jesus
2: Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen our bicycles? (laughs) Yeah. Later, when they're sending Carl into the house, like wired, they're wearing like white shirts and black ties. They're wearing white shirts and black ties almost the entire film. (laughs) I I don't understand. Like, are they Mormon? Are they not?
1: Like, what are they doing?
0: I think it's actually established in a later movie, like three that they pose as Mormon So that no one suspects them
1: Three's a prequel so they could bring back Elise yeah. again
0: So she goes to Elise's house She talks to Tucker and Speck And they basically say do you remember the first time Elise came to your house And they watched the video where they've quote unquote Digitized the footage
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like sure But I mean digitized the footage just means They took it off of the VCR like copy And that put hate. it on like a DVD Yeah like that's that's all that is They didn't like enhance it but that is what it seems like they did because now they can like tweak it and they're like i don't know a lot of media does this where they're like yeah, yeah. enhance enhance And And you just can't do that
0: One of my favorite community episodes Made a joke about that Where she says if I adjust this footage I can make it sepia toned And that's like all she was (laughs) able to do And that is really all
2: you're able to do Yeah you can Instagram filter it But maybe that's what it is There's just a Patrick Wilson filter Where he can be in all the pictures with you so all they did was really just put on The Patrick Wilson filter on Instagram Yeah. So
0: we realized that it's adult Patrick Wilson somehow talking to Young child Patrick Wilson and They basically say we, if only Elise Were here to help us and they kind of have This realization of like she could be in the Further if we like can contact her as A ghost maybe she can.
2: Can I ask this real Quick because Elise does Say when they're in the upside down That everyone goes through The further so they should Know that unless they just don't know No, like maybe they just don't know as much as elise does about the further
1: i think it's got a wrong name since everyone goes through it it should be called not quite far enough (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, we cut to Roseburn in what is the creepiest laundry room ever Yes And the phone rings And it's the detective with the forensics results And he tells her that the bruises don't match her husband's hand Which is not a thing No it's not You cannot match bruises to
2: hands I hated this so much because I at this point was thinking, what's going on with the legal status of the murder that just happened? And they, right. in a, one phone call, said, "Hey, don't worry about that. That's not the movie we <laughs> wanted
1: to write. <laughs> right. They could have just done. They could have tweaked it like this." The, uh, we got the autopsy results in And she had a heart attack boom Shit I think that's better like no Bruising on the neck no bruising on the neck She just died of like natural causes
0: Yeah that I mean that would work better The other thing too within the Context of the rules of this world Patrick Wilson is possessed and so He did strangle her so if Anything it should match his
2: hands Exactly and that's why I Got like I did not like this part of the Movie at
1: all no when you're yeah. Possessed if you get your picture taken you're the possessed ghost and if you touch things you have the ghost fingerprints
0: but here's the thing he strangled (laughs) her in real life are her bruises reflective of the ghost or of the person who actually in real life strangled her
2: the ghost duh i'm sorry when mikey said you have ghost prints, all i could see now is prince with a guitar strangling elise (laughs) cleanse your depressed self in the waters of lake minnetonka (laughs) but he's over there singing little dead elise
1: These are Prince songs, Mikey. Yes. I'm not good with music jokes.
2: Prince is amazing. We know. So as
0: she hangs up the phone, that kid's toy is rolling around the damn house like an evil Roomba.
2: (laughs) It is an evil Roomba. It is an evil Roomba. It
0: keeps knocking into shit. Uh she goes into the living room. And she hears someone singing, row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream.
1: This and part she, was scary.
2: I hated this so much, guys.
0: She walks through and the kind of ghost walks through from one room to the other and Rose Byrne follows her, but she disappears. Then we hear the merrily, 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 merrily on the baby monitor. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: This was terrifying.
0: This is very effective. This is a great sequence. The baby cries. And she runs up to try and get to the baby, but the door is locked. And then we hear, what a beautiful little girl. And then don't you dare. And then she bursts in and no one is there. The baby is gone. She runs downstairs And the stroller and the evil Roomba jump up at her from like nowhere. And then (laughs) she turns around and the lady from the murder mystery dinner is like, don't you dare and slaps her across the face, which knocks her unconscious for the first of two times in this film.
1: That she gets knocked unconscious? Yes. She got punched by a ghost. Yes. I think this is the scariest part of the whole movie. Yeah, Mikey,
2: this may have been the most scary part of the movie for me when she sees the community theater white dress lady pop around and like yell at her. I literally yelled. Natalie started laughing at me because we were watching this movie together. And I checked my heart rate. It was 114. Oh,
0: my God. I will say (laughs) this is scary for me until we actually see her. Because her makeup is bonkers and takes me out of it completely.
2: Yeah, so it just doesn't take me out of it. I wish it did so much, but it does not. It's so
1: scary to me still. Well, the further is just community theater that you have to perform in for the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: we cut to... Carl, who is the original guy from when they saw young Patrick Wilson, and it's Lorraine, Tucker, and Specs, and they basically say, we have questions and we need to talk to Elise, and he reveals that his gift for talking to people in the further is Fucking Yahtzee. This yes. dude just plays Yahtzee. It was
2: insane. Like, he plays craps with
1: Dead Elise at one point. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? So I was thinking, could he go and play craps and have the ghosts help him?
0: I think it's only those dice, which he carries huh. around in a fucking Yahtzee cup. Like, I think that's it. I think that's the only <laughs> version of it, which caused me to question where did he get these dice? Did someone make them for him? Does he have to buy new dice ever? This is the most inefficient way to find out any information because it means that you have to be good at anagrams on the fly. Like, this is not a quick way to talk to people from the afterlife.
1: No, I thought it was insane. Insidious Universe pretty much establishes all of their special powers are terrible. You have a gift, a gift of dice. What? (laughs) And if you roll the dice, you talk to the dead. Well, do I have to roll the dice? No.
0: (laughs) This is what blew my mind. It is literal Yahtzee. Because in Yahtzee, you roll the dice and then you pick the pairs that you have and score it. And that's literally what he does. He rolls the dice and he's like, what words do I have? So it's literally demon Yahtzee. It is.
2: It's silly. I really wanted to be in the pitch meeting where they like threw this idea out there. They were like, hey, remember that game you played as a kid that you hated but your parents made you play and the only thing you enjoyed was yelling Yahtzee after you won? Let's do it like that but take away the fun part you enjoyed.
1: So, uh, they talked to Elise. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm preaching the P- the Carl prequel movie where he's a child and rolls Yahtzee and he's like, six? Six? <laughs> six? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you have a gift
2: (laughs) he's touring with Dio like let me help you write lyrics to this role (laughs) (laughs) I do hate how in this scene he has to tell everyone in the room that rolling dice to talk to the dead is not an exact
1: (laughs) science Science. (laughs) I was like yeah no shit Carl my favorite is like he's like burned out he's like drinking bourbon he's like I try to get out, but they keep pulling me back in. Where are my (laughs) damn dice?
0: If I had to watch a scary movie comedy version of this scene he would roll it and it would spell out snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, basically they're asking where the you know demon woman is hiding and she says Our Lady Angels, which is Our Lady of the Angels, it's a hospital where Lorraine used to work. We briefly cut back to Patrick Wilson who finds Rose Byrne unconscious, puts her on the couch and then takes a long sniff. I
1: like how, okay, I like, people's smells.
0: I, I oh like my it. God, Mikey. So if you find an unconscious woman, your first instinct is not to like call 911. You're just like, let me get a good sniff. No, that, <laughs> I'm obviously calling
1: 911.
2: But I'm also getting a sniff is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason you can't multitask, Paige. That's what that's what Mikey's saying.
1: She's there for the sniffing. <laughs> I like when I date someone and they smell really nice. I like when there's someone has good smells.
2: Take a shower, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like a nice little perfumey smell going on. I'm just,
0: whew. What happens when you have a cold?
1: Well, then I break up with the...
0: (laughs) we cut to our lady of angels the hospital and they're walking through what is clearly an abandoned hospital and my favorite is that lorraine says most of my work was in the east wing it's all closed now i'm like bitch this whole place is closed like you didn't need
2: to tell us there's also no power yeah yeah there's no electricity this must have been a rural (laughs) hospital because it's been shut down (laughs) (laughs) that's not so much a joke as it is a fact that's also real sad (laughs) so
0: as she's walking through she's like what are we looking for and tucker and specks are like think of doctors and nurses and patients that you've seen that's more of what we're looking for it's not the building itself and that would be thousands millions of people Right.
1: But, but basically Lorraine's like, do you mean like the time I saw a ghost?
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that they're like, you mean this room right here where we're going to step on a baby doll for no fucking reason for a cheap jump scare? Yes. Oh yeah, this room? but it
2: got me and it made me mad. I hate that kind of jump scare because it's so cheap. That baby doll never comes back It's not like a thing It's just there to scare me I hate that stuff
0: So they walk into the room And she's like This was part of the ICU I remember it well Flashback to young Patrick Wilson Telling her that he wants mac and cheese Instead of pizza And I'm like Get the
2: fuck out of here No you don't I'm gonna next level this Get mac and cheese pizza That junk is amazing
1: Yeah What you do is you get thin crust And you dip it in mac and cheese Like tortilla chips Holy shit Mikey
2: Next level
1: <laughs> Like I'm telling you man I'm just There's a problem inside me That just is always fighting To get out <laughs> You have an emerald Inside you Mikey
0: <laughs> They walk into the room That we're seeing In present day Now we're seeing it In the flashback And there's a man in that bed Who is fully dead He is gray <laughs> Yeah So uh, young Patrick Wilson is fiddling with
1: Patrick Wilson killed him Patrick Wilson unplugged his ventilator He or whatever. tries
0: to, he almost does He doesn't succeed because before he can do that The dead man jumps up and strangles him Well,
1: Paige it's self-defense Yeah, he
0: was just trying to
2: protect himself
0: <laughs> Yeah, now his mom says A few days later I saw him again for the last time And we see her walk down the hallway Get in the elevator and he gets in the elevator with her And she asks him Why are you out of bed? And then she says I want to apologize for my son the other day And then he gets off the elevator and walks away. And as she walks off the elevator, she stops at the front desk and is like, "What is he doing walking around?" And they're like, "He died yesterday morning. He jumped to his death. Whoa,
2: Whoa!
1: he's been dead for For twenty-four hours. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like that he jumped to his death, and his ghost is taking the elevator down, like." (laughs) In death, I will learn the lesson I never learned in life.
0: Oh, I should have been more patient. Um, so we cut back to present day, and Patrick Wilson is looking into the mirror, and he is clearly aging and badly.
2: Yeah, he
1: is not doing well. This was pretty much me on Monday morning.
0: Consensus my sister and I both said, still hit it. Even after he pulls a tooth out of his mouth? Even after he pulls a
1: tooth. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It was a molar. You're fine.
0: Yeah, it's
2: not the church teeth in the front.
1: It's not one of the vanity <laughs> teeth. Yeah. The
2: church teeth. Yeah, I can't lose my church teeth. <laughs> At this point, I knew it was Wattrick Pilson and not Patrick Wilson. Right. Because if you are looking in the mirror, you've aged, and you pull a tooth out of your mouth, you immediately go to the doctor and or dentist, and he's just yeah. like,
1: cool with it. Unless you're in like a fist fight, and you're like, you have that cool moment where you're like, and you spit the tooth out. And you're like, that's why I kick people's asses or whatever.
0: <laughs> and you're then you're like, save that. I'm going to need to take it to the dentist later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See if they can reattach it.
2: Put that in a glass of milk.
0: <laughs> I need to go to a barber slash doctor slash dentist later. <laughs> oh god. So he then says into the mirror, your dead soul is killing his or he's hearing your dead soul is killing his living skin. And he says, I want to live. And then the mother's voice says, only if you kill them. I can't, mother. Please don't make me do it. And she says, you must or you'll waste
1: away. So pretty much my my morning routine before I go to work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Plus moisturizer, a little yeah. bit of cardio. Yeah.
1: Your dead soul is eating your living body. Shh, shh. I know, I don't want to go to work either.
2: <laughs> Mikey, if you're pulling out teeth because you don't want to go into work, you have bigger problems.
1: Yeah.
0: Like chewing. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back to the hospital where they're looking at Parker Crane's file. Parker Crane was the name of the old man who jumped to his death and then remembered to take the elevator in the afterlife. Yes. And they find the address for his home. We cut back to Patrick Wilson's house where Roseburn wakes up from being unconscious for an indeterminate amount of time, which, by the way, the longer you're unconscious, the more there's a risk of brain damage. So he definitely should have called 911.
1: Yeah, but they didn't know that back then. This is in 2013. Yeah, this is not in the past, Mikey. (laughs) But the spirit inside him is from the past. Drop the mic. (laughs) Don't drop the mic. Those things are expensive.
0: So she wakes up and the first thing she thinks upon waking up is, where's the baby? Which is like. She's a better parent than Patrick Wilson. But, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Patrick Wilson is like, she's asleep in her crib. I told you she's fine. And then Rose Byrne is like, someone attacked me. And he says, it's not the house. They will follow us. You have to not be afraid. This is nothing like being dead. I know what that was like. They want what you have, life, but they have no power. So just ignore them. And then he walks downstairs. <laughs>
1: That's the worst pep talk I've ever heard. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> yeah. they do have power because they beat her up and knocked her unconscious.
0: Yeah. Well, first, the night before, he was like, R.O.U.S.'s? I don't think they exist. Like, <laughs> he just totally denied what she was experiencing. Yeah. And then she gets hurt. And then he's like, okay, fine. You're experiencing it. But like you
1: just have to ignore it. I don't understand what, what the spirit's endgame was here. If I'm going to come back from the dead and possess someone, I don't want to, like, play house. I'm going to be like, I'm going to take the money and the car and go for, like, a road trip. Like, go to Vegas. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> Mikey come back possessing Patrick Wilson and then going to Vegas.
2: You would not, not like, know what to do with that body, Michael.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, The living body's dying because the soul is dead. I'm like, yeah, baby, we got 48 hours. We're going to Vegas. <laughs>
0: You would not even know what to do in Patrick Wilson's body.
1: Can okay. you imagine the did... carnage? The <laughs> carnage. What if, what if we did a horror version of Being John Malkovich with, with <laughs>
2: <Patrick Wilson? laughs> about a ghost
1: possessing Patrick Wilson? Mikey, just remember, with great body comes great responsibility. <laughs> 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 oh
3: man.
1: Patrick Wilson, we can I can write this script. We can do this. <laughs>
2: I think you and I could just improv the script, Mikey. You're just going to have to get him on board, and I think he's got better things to do. Oh, you think Patrick Wilton has better things to do than workshop a really shitty script idea with us? Yes, yeah, do you want to be in a meta horror comedy film? <laughs> That's a lot like Swiss Army Man. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he walks downstairs into the piano room, which, by the way, 90% of the haunting in this movie is taking place in that closet upstairs in this piano room. Yeah. Nail the door shut. Why is anyone going?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder <laughs> if Wattrick Pilsen knows that the haunting that's taking place in the piano room is Patrick Wilson haunting it. And the the stuff that's happening upstairs in the closet is like the... People that Parker killed trying to get out.
0: Right. Okay. I have a theory. Okay. Because he does say, Wattrick Pilsen, at a couple points, says he's trying to break through, but he can't. Right. Which means that he knows that actual Patrick Wilson is trying to get through.
2: I think so, too. Yeah.
0: Here's what I don't understand about the further. Is it a different experience for everyone who goes to the further? Or if, like, Wattrick Pilsen is in the further in real life, but can sense what's going on in the further because he's a spirit, and Patrick Wilson is also in that same room, can they see each other? And if so, why aren't they fighting? Why is he letting him play the piano? I don't think they
1: can see each other. I think that's like a feeling. I think they're on different astral planes. God, this movie is dumb. i
2: was like, so, well, so this is uh, The so further sorry. was the
1: part... I hated the most from the first one.
2: I do feel like, though, if you add some rules to the further and stick to those rules, I don't mind it as much.
1: Yeah. Like, how can anyone find anything? It's pitch black everywhere.
2: And how can you travel in time in the further?
0: Yeah. Do you just think about where you want to be and then you go there? And if that's the case, why did he have to travel through the further in the first one to find the sun?
1: How's it a bad afterlife if you just think about something and you need to go visit it?
0: Here's the thing. You can visit anywhere you want, but it always has a fog machine. So, like, if you have allergies or if you just don't like fog machines, it's going to be a problem for you.
2: The further is just the secret. Whatever you think becomes reality. (laughs) It's space
0: star ordering.
2: (laughs) No, you didn't just bring up space star ordering from IT Crowd. I love you so much right now. I
0: did. So they're in the piano room. And she starts playing. She says, this is the song I'm hearing. Don't you know that song? And he's like, no, I don't know that song. And she says, that's my song, the song I wrote for you. And he just kind of stares at her and he just says, that's not the song we should be worried about. There's somebody in this house. And if yeah. if I was Rose Byrne at this point, I would be like, you're not you. I'm leaving this house. I'm taking yes. the kids. I'm burning it down with you inside yes. it and hoping Thank that you. your charred remains are still sexy because yeah. <laughs> listen
2: char Patrick
0: Wilson can still get it totally we cut back to Parker Crane's old house where they break in but Tucker just says oh they left the window open even though he's clearly like Breaking into the window Which is crazy
2: I think you hear The glass break Don't you You do he, I like that joke he, yeah, yeah
0: He actively breaks the window
2: Also what house is what, I mean Because that house Has been Just by itself Alone for 35 years They go
0: to the house And yes I would assume That it's been Left alone for 30 years I guess
2: Which is insane There's no way that happens
0: Yeah and I believe Carl just says Let's just say this house is not a, a place Where good things have happened And then we get some cheap Blair Witch shots From the cameras that Tucker and Specs have
2: Yeah because they're walking around with sh- like what I'll call shaky cams Because they're just hand holding them yeah.
0: And they do notice a smell coming from the house Now here's why the house may have been Abandoned for 30 years Is because of the sheer amount of bodies in it
2: Well, yeah, but someone would have reported the smell. Cops would have come in. That house would have been demolished because 30 years ago they found 15 bodies in it.
0: Right. That's true. So there's an abandoned baby carriage for no reason. The doors are locked. They bust through into the bedroom. What they notice is that it seems to be a young girl's bedroom. But who has this many
2: rocking horses? Honestly. I mean, it was the 1950s. But do you need six? You're one child. There are a lot of things going on in this house. I didn't necessarily care about the rocking horses as much, but, like, it is weird. You're right.
0: It is weird. They see a little girl who basically says, you can't be here. And then she disappears. And then we go to Dalton's room where the tin can phone is calling him.
2: Can I just say this about the little girl? Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. Her running through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That scared me so bad. And then like they start to back up and back up and back up and back up from where they were. And then she's behind them, which is not played for a jump scare. It's just creepy. The jump scare is when she runs into the room.
0: I was too distracted with the wig.
2: Well, it's clearly a wig, but they address that later, though. I didn't hate that because they do address it later. So
0: we cut to Dalton's room where the tin can phone is calling him and it says, I have something to show you. And he basically says, Foster, shut up. I'm not Foster. So he follows yeah. the string, it pulls taut into the closet, he tries to wake up Foster, Foster doesn't wake up, the closet doors open, and I'm like, don't go in there, but yeah. then a girl runs out.
2: That part was so scary. This is a very yes. very effective scare. Yes, I yelled again, and it's essentially the same scare that happens in the scene before it. Right, and it still scared me. Yes, and he asks, "Who are you?"
0: And she just says, "We're the ones he killed. We are many." What do you? And then he says, "What do you want?" She just says, "Please help me make the pain stop." And then he turns around, and it's like a whole damn family reunion of like oh, people who work at yeah. Halloween horror nights or whatever. <laughs>
2: A <laughs> bunch of like Scare actors And then he wakes up I did like this though Because he hides Under the covers Yes And then you see All of them like Attacking the covers Right And then you see Rose Byrne Pull the covers off And grab him I, I thought that was A cool little moment Yeah
0: Yeah so he wakes up. We cut to Patrick Wilson again talking to himself, but he's got like green glowing eyes, yeah. which I think is just a camera trick, but it's weird looking. And this is where he says, "You're trying to reach her, but you won't. Not from over there.
2: Shadows are your home now." Yeah, he's like holding a bat, and is he's like in a in a, like a rocking chair kind mm-hmm. of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
2: so like it's not scary, scary, but it's like really freaky. It's
0: hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so
2: we are attracted to very different. My bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong i just don't know what does it for ladies i just don't get it
0: now we cut quickly over to the further where real patrick wilson is in the further version of that piano room playing the song And at this point I was like oh that's why he's playing it because he knows the song and he's trying to communicate with her. Yeah. And this is where he started to have a problem with the hauntings from earlier because I'm like why did.
2: Because you would think earlier if the haunting was working to bring Rose Byrne to that room he would continue doing it and not stop it. Yes. Yeah that's when I had a problem with it too.
0: We're back at Parker Crane's house and Carl and his spirit Yahtzee start asking more questions and they're like wait are you Elise and it's just like no. And what I thought was really funny is because he asks, Elise, why did you bring us here? And I really wanted the dice to just say game night. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I'd have been on board for that. Yep. Then there's an evil chandelier that falls because I have to assume it was more of a boggle
2: person. Well, no, I mean, okay, so they're, they're asking a bunch of questions of the dice, right? And they right. find out that it's not Elise. It is the mother of death, which whatever. Right. Okay. I mean, sure. it actually is a person. I don't understand why she didn't give her actual name. We never learn her name. No, we don't. But she establishes her name as the mother of death, and that's fine. Her last name is Parker. Well, no, Parker's no, the first name. No, her last name is Crane. Yeah. Her last name is Crane. Swing and a miss there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so after she gives her name as the mother of death, they roll again asking, what are we here for? Like, why did you have us come here? And it just says something like death or whatever? It's yes. a
1: death question mark.
2: No, I didn't. Yeah. it didn't say death or whatever. That would have been hilarious. You up, death,
0: yeah. question mark? Or it's just trash communicating from the beyond where she's like, sex and death, question mark? <laughs> death and sex, question
2: mark? She's trying to booty call through the dice. Yes! Yeah. This is why yeah. I, I, I possess Patrick Wilson, I'd be like,
1: I've got to get going now. <laughs> You're a ghost and ghosting her. Aww. He left and I rolled the dice in the room and it was like, Talk to you later, babe. It just said TTYL.
2: <laughs>
0: TTYL. These, these dice just said eight inches. What are we supposed to do with
2: that? Uh, Pics, please? What does that even mean? It literally, like, you throw it and like the dice say send nudes and then Pictionary falls off the shelf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call spirit photography. <laughs> Oh
2: my god And then Twister's on the shelf looking at you like Let's roll
1: And then freaking Specs is like taking flash photography And he develops it There's like there's a ghost stick on your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) There's a ghost
0: Coca-Cola bottle Next to it for (laughs) size
2: Holy shit man Okay So we
0: hear some noise from the room behind the bookcase and they start knocking to see if anyone knocks back clearly there's something behind there so they pull the bookcase out and that's where the smell is coming from yeah and it's like a church full of dead bodies covered in tie-dye sheets I think it's just decom but it looks like tie-dye
2: I think they were like bodily fluids but these were ghosts right
0: no these were actual bodies because he pulls the sheet and can smell it yeah
1: those are the murder victims I thought they found them 30 years ago like according to the article or whatever no the articles were just saying that it's the
2: black bride who's killing people but like they never caught the Black Bride.
0: So they find those articles in a mystery trunk and it basically says that one of the victims escaped And gave like a description, but they never found these 30 bodies because they only have like 15 murders attached to this black bride. Yeah. And this is clearly more people. Right. And they never got caught. And so they turn around and see that there's a mannequin wearing a black wedding gown and veil. And we cut to a flashback of Parker doing some very specific drag. He is serving sliced tilapia. (laughs) It's
2: I don't know. It's he is not super fishy. That's all I'm saying.
0: He's not super fishy but he is camp and i'm digging it oh
2: yeah he is definitely a theater queen
0: he's serving it he's about to serve a knife to that lady and her bodily organs (laughs) in this flashback we find out that allegedly his mother made him do it question
2: mark i get that vibe at this point but we'll talk about that more when we see more of the mom later yeah yeah i do like that specs pulls up the sheet to look at one of the people under them and then tucker's like don't Touch anything because Tucker knows they immediately have to call the police. Right, which they do not. I know that drove me crazy. (laughs) The police (laughs) presence in horror movies is just sad. We need
1: better police in horror movies. Well, these are also the worst police department ever. That's a big ass room to hide in the house. And it smells like dead bodies and (laughs) has (laughs) for at
2: least 30 years. That's what I mean. It's not like
1: a secret basement. It's like, hey, you know, this house is a little like further back than the inside. Suggest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not dug under the house. No!
2: <laughs> it's yeah. literally like an add on that you can't get to from the outside. They're like, huh, from the outside it doesn't look like a one bedroom condo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Rose Burns' character drives up to the house, and Lorraine, uh Patrick Wilson's mom, stops her in the driveway. And says, I need to talk to you. Where are you? And where are the kids? And she reveals that the boys are over at someone else's house and that she has the baby. And she basically says, let's get in the car and go. It's not the house that's haunted. It's Josh. And he, within the house, wakes up. Yeah. And I just have in my notes here that the biggest crime in this movie is them uglying up Patrick Wilson. But I would still hit it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does look probably the worst I've ever seen him in this movie.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So they come up with a plan where they're going to trank him. And they've got a syringe (laughs) of suspicious green liquid that they're just carrying around loose. (laughs) So he's walking through the house and he finds a note from his mom that just says, I took Renee, who's Rose Byrne's character, shopping. Yeah. Then we hear a knock at the door and it's Carl. The only way he looks worse than he did in the house is when the sunlight hits him through that door. (laughs) (laughs) So Carl comes to the door. Patrick Wilson answers it. He looks terrible. Yeah, he looks pretty bad. Uh, But according to my sister, he may look like a bag of bones, but I really only need one.
3: Oh, my (laughs) God.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get it. So he tells him that he needs closure for Elise. So he lets Carl in. We cut to Lorraine and Renee in the car. And Lorraine is essentially explaining everything that they found where they think that it's a spirit that's killed before and could kill again. And this is where Rose Byrne basically says, last night when I looked into his eyes, I didn't recognize him. And this is when she was talking to him about the song. So they reveal the plan is to sedate him and then go into the further and find the real Josh. We cut back to the house where Carl takes one look at him and says, are you feeling okay? And my sister said, just put some chapstick on him and I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Carl now asks, do you know what happened to Elise? I won't look at you funny when you say something unusual. Cause essentially being like, I'm a paranormal investigator as well. And he says, Elise sent me to a place that still haunts my dreams, but I got my son back. And then Carl finds
2: a tooth on the floor which i have to assume is the same tooth he pulled out unless he's just dropping teeth left and right i think he's just dropping teeth
0: he then kind of drops his glasses to pick up the tooth yeah he continues asking him questions like when you were a boy you said it was an old woman did you see her again and then patrick wilson kind of stops him and smiles really creepy and is like would you like a drink and he says water would be nice and so patrick wilson leaves the room And Carl picks up the tooth, and according to my sister, if the tooth fairy found that tooth, that's like a $10
2: tooth right there. I mean, yeah. It's a big-ass tooth. And it's still got blood on it, which I thought was real gross. Right, and the tooth fairy gives you bonuses if blood's still on it. I don't think that's the case at all. And (laughs) I want to point out that... I don't think it's unrealistic that Watrick Pilson would walk in on Carl after getting this glass of water because it takes an appropriate amount of time to get a glass of water. But yes. he takes conservatively 15 seconds to look at the tooth and then he gets the syringe out and he starts messing with it like – He's taking way too much time to do all of these things.
1: Oh, I'm sorry that a man whose life is based off of reading dice from a Yahtzee (laughs) cup that talks.
2: Creating
0: (laughs) anagrams from dice on the
1: fly. Yeah. That's his whole job is not smart at doing something. Yeah. (laughs) I love the way you said that to drive the point home,
2: Mikey. That was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Patrick Wilson comes back, smiling all creepy, and he's asking questions like, oh, are you playing with your dice? My mother told me that you like to play with dice. And then he kind of realizes like, oh, things are not good. So he says, what's behind your back? And Patrick Wilson just says, why don't you ask your dice, roll them and see? You were very good with them at the house. It'll
2: be fun. Well, they both have something behind their back because Patrick asks him, what do you have?
0: Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. what is that
2: for? You know, what are you doing? And that's when he sees that Patrick's arm is behind his back. And that's when they ask. But you're right they're like roll for it more or less (laughs) roll for initiative yeah that's exactly what it is Patrick Wilson goes (laughs) roll for initiative and we find out that he loses initiative (laughs) yes well he's about to roll
0: and he's about to say what does Josh and then he stops himself and says what is Parker Crane
2: holding behind his back and if you look at Watrick Pilsen in this scene you see how he's smiling real big and then when he says Parker Crane I feel like Watrick Pilsen realizes that the charade is over Mm -hmm. because that smile melts off his face
1: and he's like oh I have to kill this dude yeah but then the dice the only thing they say is you're dead bro they just say knife (laughs) okay so what spirit is telling him there's a knife you have to assume the mom no do you think she's in on it I think it's just a random spirit passing by like oh bro there's a knife behind that bag yeah
2: No, what drove me crazy though is, and let me ask Mikey, if there was a guy who had a knife behind his back and you, he wanted you to roll dice, would you then take the time to try and figure out what the dice said while he's right in front of you with a knife? I felt like looking away from the threat in the room was a horrible idea.
1: No, what he should have done was throw the, the dice at his face yes. and then try to stab him with the syringe and then it, the camera cuts to the floor where it says knife.
2: That would have been cool. Or if the or if the dice just stick to his face and spell out knife.
0: <laughs> My favorite was when Patrick Wilson lunges at him with the knife and the knife like sticks in the table. Did you see it bend? Yes. Like it clearly, clearly was like a crazy prop knife and nobody edited it out, and it's real,
2: real nuts. <laughs> But, of course, Tucker and Specs hear this going on and they start rushing in the house and they attack him one at a time, which is a horrible idea to t- attack a man who's twice your size and way more attractive than you are one at a time. <laughs> so he knocks out Specs and then Tucker actually does get him and, like, stuns him with a stun gun or whatever he's got, like a taser But in his gets hand. tranked in the process. <laughs> and then Patrick Wilson stabs the-, the syringe in his butt and knocks him out. Well, my favorite is when...
0: Specs goes after him. He literally elbows Specs into a wall. Like, it's the most, like... Falls to the wall Hits this other thing Falls to the floor (laughs) Oh yeah
2: And it was sort of Overacted too Like he barely Touches him And he throws himself
0: Into the wall So now We cut to the further Where Carl Is in the further And Patrick Wilson Has to explain to him That he's been killed And then basically Continues to say Like that thing's gonna Murder my family If I don't get back And I get weaker The longer I'm away Yeah And he says That Elise isn't here We have to find her And so they go Further into the Further
2: Yeah that's why I started calling it the upside down
0: And I just have a note here That just says this is a Clever way to use the same Set with just a fog machine Because all the sets are The same like yes Yes.
2: and this Is when Carl is like there's A guy right in front of you And he's saying he's got Your baby he's got your Baby he's got your baby but You can't see that yet and Then it changed perspective To I guess where you see Carl's perspective instead Of Patrick Wilson's and That scared the shit out of Me because it's like a White topless dude right in His face so now we travel
0: Essentially back in time Through the Further into the first movie where They're hearing the noise from
2: the first movie On the baby monitor yeah I thought this is actually pretty clever The way they did all this
0: and we're revealing That I I guess Parker Crane Has the baby monitor or somebody else Has the baby somebody has the baby monitor Well
2: it was the demon from the first one
0: No because
1: the
2: demon from the first one is that red faced Demon yeah but there was a Guy who was like in that the Room it's the same guy from the first One it is
1: oh yeah you're right you're right It is the same guy gotcha
0: Patrick Wilson actually knocks on the front door from the further to make Patrick Wilson in real life check the alarm and let him know that there's somebody in the house and he's able to trigger the alarm. Right. And then they see the demon in the baby room and then Elise shows up to protect the baby. And this is where she says the craziest shit ever because she says... I wish I could say it's good to see you. And then tells Carl that he shouldn't be here and that we all pass through this on our way to better or worse places. And then she says that she has a better place and was in a better place and then came back for this yeah which means that she was like i went to heaven and all i got was a lousy t-shirt and now i'm back to solve your mystery
2: like no all she got was a lousy silk scarf
0: yes (laughs) they're like we're gonna give you a scarf upgrade
2: oh my god what if she just had a white scarf she was like gandalf the white in the further (laughs) little lord of the rings Anyway, I thought this little bit was sort of interesting and cool, and I didn't like the way it played out totally. I like that they tried yeah. to rework it and like sort of retcon what happened in the first movie, and I thought they sort of pulled that off well, but then making Patrick Wilson, the guy who's fighting off the demon in the first one, upstairs in that baby room I thought was kind of weird, and then Elise yeah. coming in and saving the day I thought was a little weird. Like I, I felt like yeah. they started with a cool concept and then shoehorned things, and it didn't necessarily need to be there.
0: And didn't necessarily fit with the first movie. Yeah. Then she tells him that he needs to find the old woman. And this is where he says that he doesn't know where she is. And she says, maybe we're asking the wrong Josh. And so this is when we flash back to I'll show you. And we, you know, he directs them to the door. And Elise says, so that's what that was all about. Yeah, so, like, they (laughs) literally, in the
2: further time travel, like, I'm assuming it's Elise that takes them, takes Carl and Patrick Wilson to the house that he grew up in. And that's when you see the Patrick Wilson over-the-shoulder shot that we saw Specs and Tucker give us earlier. And then he asks him where the the woman lives and that's the shot of young Josh standing up saying I'll show you walking into the hallway pointing at the door the door opening and then Elise does say she's just like oh that's what that was about which is insane to me that she's been stewing on that for 35 years and that's the (laughs) question that she was like if you die and that's the question you still want answered that is insane heaven exists there are bigger questions to answer Well, she's been to heaven she said she's been to yeah. heaven
1: she already answered those big questions she's down to these little questions <laughs>
2: so she's like knocking things off the list so yeah. she's like what did josh stand up about where did i leave my keys that day what i yes. do <laughs> <laughs> i do think because when we get the flashback of the bride in black and he touches the the woman in black's clothing when he does that He has a sense memory of The putting on the clothes and that kind of stuff Carl does so I thought that that was just like Okay maybe he has all these powers too Right and that's how he was able to go back Into the further and not be actually Dead like Elise is
0: that makes sense So at this point Lorraine And Renee so uh, Rose Byrne And Patrick Wilson's mom go back to The house looking for Carl Assuming that Carl has arrived and has Somehow as a single old man Dispatched young hot Patrick Wilson They come back to the house and (laughs) Evil Patrick Wilson is just spinning one of Carl's dice Yeah, And they just say did my friend Carl stop by And he's just spinning the dice and says no
2: Which clearly he did
0: Clearly he did because he got the dice And then he gets them and chases them And this is when this movie gets hilarious Okay so can I say this Yes
2: I feel like this movie has stopped being scary So like until this point I was creeped out and scared of this movie The rest of the time, I was not really that scared. Which, I listen, I prefer not being scared. But from here on, there weren't really many scares that got me at all.
0: Yeah. no, I mean, from this point on, the movie is a comedy. It is not scary at all. (laughs) Uh, So he tries to chase them. They run. They slam his hand in the door. And he says, you did this to yourselves. And then he pulls his hand out. And he's got like a gash across his hand. And he just says, oh, it's been so long since I felt real pain. And they're running Through this house And at this point I asked out loud I was like What is the layout Of this house What is this Crazy (laughs) maze of a house And then my sister Was like yeah This family lives In a Victorian Ant farm of tunnels Like this is An (laughs) insane house
2: But if you look At every house They go to Whether it's the further Or whether it's In the real world They are all like this They all look this way Yeah So he locks his mom In the basement Well yeah Because he chases them Out of the piano room He eventually gets in After they put the piano against the door and he chases right. them out the back door of that room because of course every single room has a back door to every it. Every
0: room in this house has multiple doors which
2: <laughs> is madness. But that's the hallway he meets them man. He pushes the mom into like the basement? Like, no into like a side room and locks her in there and says I'll be back for you mom.
0: I'll come back for you mommy. And he says <laughs> it like that.
2: He's taking these scenes to an
0: 11 Yeah. and I am here because the next scene he runs into the kitchen and Rose Byrne grabs a Pot off the stove and starts just like beating the shit yes! out of him with it. And again, amazing Foley work because it sounds like a spoon hitting a pan. So she's like, boom, 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 boom. It pong,
2: is. Pong, it pong, is. Pong. I loved that when she starts running out of the room, he takes the teapot and just beams her with it in the back of the head. I was like, what is happening right now? That's
0: the scene that I rewound twice to laugh
2: at. <laughs> is it because it goes, hang. As it hits the back of her head. It
0: does. And that's amazing. But the best part is like, so she's like hitting him with the pots and pans. And then he literally picks that kettle up and just spirals it. Like he just spikes it at her head. And it does just boom, like right off her dome. And she is out cold. Yeah. And I laughed through the next seat I had
2: to rewind it I was laughing too
0: hard because he just beans her with that kettle and it I it shouldn't be as funny as it is but then he flips her over and she's Barely conscious. And he's giving her like a lecture where he's like, You're a miserable, ungrateful bitch, and you're just spent all this time being afraid of the dead, and you'll realize how happy you should have been for your brief moment being alive. Yeah. And then we get the little kids with the bat because the sons. This. Are home and he just cracks Him across the head with that bat and then They run along with Roseburn, who Has now regained consciousness and can instantly Run good for her well
2: I mean she was never knocked Out but he was like holding her down like I think he may have been even choking her
3: oh
0: he No he does try to choke her at that point Yeah so they start running and he picks up The bat and then this movie becomes the Shining Yes. because they <laughs> run Into the basement and close the door And he's just like pounding At that door with the bat like I mean he needed the axe he needed A Jack's axe He did need
2: the axe But only because Rose Byrne knows How to properly Barricade a door Unlike Shelley Duvall From The Shining Because she like Locks that junk down tight He has to come Through the wall At her
0: He actually has to come Through two different doors Because he gets through That first one Then he has to get down And he takes a Fire extinguisher To the next one Yes But again it's like Double Shining
2: It is yeah But he can't get through That one either So he has to go Through the wall Right And so they
0: get Into the basement where their basement seems to be the electric section of a goodwill for
2: some reason (laughs) i thought it was a pawn shop i legit was like this looks like a dirty pawn shop to me well then at one point i was like are they hiding in a walk-in fridge yeah like why do they have four george Foreman grills here like what's
0: going on (laughs) meanwhile back in the further it's the little girl again the one they saw at the crane house yes and we find out through these scenes that the mom, who is the dinner theater actress we've been seeing through this whole movie, uh, has been dressing Parker Crane as a girl and that is not Parker Crane's identif- gender identity, what they would have chosen for themselves.
2: That's what I got. I was actually a little worried to talk about this movie just because of this. Like, I don't know right. what is correct because I'm literally a, the dumbest white man I could ever be. So like, uh-huh. I was I was a little worried, but and this scene sort of sets the record, I think,
1: for his preference. The little boy draws a picture and signs it Parker because he likes being Parker. Right, right. that's what I and got. And the mom comes in, and abuses the shit out of him was like your name's madeline or Marilyn? Marilyn. yeah Freudian slip.
0: slip yeah Marilyn. <laughs> And just and th- this is where we get that that audio of the like how dare you you know whatever that we heard
2: briefly earlier yeah right but she does smack the shit out of this kid she smacks this kid harder than mikey wants to smack every evil kid we see in a movie <laughs> yeah.
0: true i will say this scene does a great job of being pretty clear cut because I would argue you should never try to change someone else's gender identity that's theirs you know if he wanted to be Marilyn sure but clearly no he wants to be Parker yeah and so any imposition on somebody's gender identity is a problem so just as it would be a problem for somebody to deny someone their internal gender identity if it does not necessarily you know traditionally match the body they were given that's as wrong as trying to change somebody's you know like yeah it's bad all around and it's going to cause a lot of trauma and many 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 cult leaders and serial killers, were forcibly cross-dressed as children. So. Really?
2: Ah. Uh. Yeah. Can I just say this about that, that scene? Because in the scene where we see that Parker was abused and was made to wear dresses and wigs and stuff, at the end of it, that's when the mom sees them watching her and he, she, like, yells at them, like the yeah. grandma crew, like Specs yeah. and Grandma, and, and then they get, like, thrown out of that room. I felt like they wanted that to be very scary, and I think just because of the way the mom looked, it was not scary at all to me.
0: Yeah, because she looks bonkers. It's not scary in the slightest. But at this point, they're now locked out of that room. Yes. So then we cut back to the basement where Dalton is like, I can go into the further to try and get dad.
2: I thought this was insane because he has to go to sleep. What child or anybody (laughs) can can instantly sleep sleep. after they just brained their dad with a bat? Their dad has chased them into the basement and is currently trying to break in to kill them. And he's just like, hey, mom, I'm gonna take a nap real quick.
1: I think it would have been funnier if Rose Byrne punched him in the face and knocked him unconscious.
2: (laughs) it would have been.
0: Oh my god. Fun fact, who can sleep under those circumstances? The people in The Shining. Cuz if you remember The Shining movie, they have this same fight with Jack and lock him in the actual like pantry. Yes. And then they go to sleep until Tony wakes up or I guess uh you know, Doc wakes up and then Tony speaks through Doc and he writes red rum Which wakes them up to alert them that he's escaped But that's essentially what Dalton is doing here Meanwhile Patrick Wilson is fire extinguishing through the door Yeah And Dalton goes to sleep Wakes up in the further
2: And this is where we see Dalton has the can with the string And that's what he's going to use to guide him back We just see him We see it in his hand And then that's we see him sort of walk into the further
0: Now this is where we get uh, Elise I think is trying to get Josh to destroy the mother ghost
2: yeah, so Patrick at this point is walking in, also in the further, and he right. sees a room full of the victims of That's Parker. That's what it is, yes. And he's pulling yes. the bedsheets off their head or whatever is covering And their trying face. to find
0: them, and he can hear the mom, but he can't yes. see which one's her. Right. I just have in my notes that the Mormons upstairs are waking up, but it's the ghost hunters. <laughs> they managed to free Lorraine from where he locked her. Uh, In the chase earlier
2: Then we cut back to the basement Where Patrick Pilsen has got through the wall And then Rose Byrne jumps on him with a wrench And literally is hitting him over and over and over with a wrench
0: Which she would have I I mean I know that it's a ghost inhabiting a body She would have killed him Like if that was real Patrick Wilson he'd be dead Yeah So we cut back to the further Which is where we find young Parker Crane in the hallway Next to the door that is locked And downstairs in that Same house where Patrick Wilson Found the room full of people with sheets on them He manages to pull the sheet off the one That's the mom and she just says Little girls need to learn how to be Good we cut back to Present day where Wattrick Pilsen Is gonna kill Dalton (laughs) with a hammer While he's
2: sleeping Well, And we get this whole thing Because they're saying to Young Parker in the further if you open the door we can free you of this we can we can uh, you know face your mother together or whatever
0: she says you have to destroy your memories of her so that we can destroy her right which is not necessarily what therapy is well it's it's also just unclear within the script so does she exist or does she not is she a memory is she a person this script answers no questions
2: but he does let them into that room and that's when you start to see it building like back and forth between the further and the real world of Wattrick Pilsen about to brain Dalton with the hammer and Elise walking up behind the mother of death or whatever she's called with the horse the rocking horse she is not horsing around man she like brains the mom (laughs) and then that's when Patrick Wilson also like goes back into the body that he left
1: no, well, not No, quite, he doesn't. He loses consciousness. He collapses,
0: Sorry. but he unages. So like he yes. falls and by the time he hits the ground, he's hot Patrick Wilson again. <laughs> Elise tells him to take Carl with him out of the further, which, and the further seems to be collapsing around them. But it's one of those things where I'm like, well, how do you get out of the further? Is it a place that you have to actually walk? Why can't they just like beam me up, Scotty, and be out of yeah. the further? Also,
2: so why did Dalton have to go in there? Because Dalton is the one who's leading them out of the further. It's like a reverse, but male poltergeist. Where the child's going to get them But I don't understand why Dalton's there at all I don't understand why the further is collapsing The further is a place that everyone passes
1: through That was established I thought it was just they killed the mom ghost And that's why that house collapsed
2: Okay, I mean that makes sense But also if you kill someone in the further Are they extra dead? Like what happens to them? Yeah, do they go to the bad place?
0: So they then wander out of this house Into what can only be described as Halloween Horror Night because it's just like just people walking around in bad ghost makeup that aren't
2: allowed to touch you that
0: aren't allowed to touch you uh (laughs) and they walk right into dalton like oh fancy seeing you here like yeah where are you by the roller coaster uh and he just says (laughs) i came to bring you home i followed your steps is that a thing you could do in the further is it a thing i don't
1: know (laughs) yeah what do steps look like when they go back in time
2: I don't know. What you don't see because they never show the ground in the further, but the ground in the further is very much just the walkway from the music video, Billy Jean, wherever he's walking, the tiles light up. So it's actually very easy to find out where they went. Yeah,
0: So they follow the tin can string home, which, again, makes no sense. Right. Patrick Wilson wakes up. And Dalton wakes up, yeah, and then he's like, "It's me. I promise, I'm okay." And Dalton's like, "Daddy, you're back." And Rose Byrne is gonna need so
2: much therapy yeah. after this there movie. Will need so much couples counseling, yeah, because this is like three nights after he murdered someone in their house. <laughs> yes, he has been gaslighting her for like two or three days, and then yeah. tried, tried to, to murder kill their her. child. Yeah. And her. yeah, yeah. And the
1: first week that their son's been up from a coma. Yeah <laughs> Yeah, she has had quite a week. Yeah, but Patrick Wilson was like, where's my teeth? (laughs) (laughs)
0: And then as they're kind of reconciling, Tucker bursts down into the basement, still dizzy, and just says, bring it! And then, ha ha ha.
2: (laughs) I did think that was sort of funny.
0: (laughs) We cut to, essentially, Patrick Wilson and Dalton sitting on the couch. And Carl is essentially going to make both of them forget. Yes. You know, what they have experienced and the fact that they have this gift and they're getting sleepier and sleepier. Then we cut to Specs and Tucker showing up at a house where tucker's just eating a
2: hot pocket okay i have so many questions about this hot pocket because it's still in the microwaveable sleeve but they drove there so he's either eating a very cold hot pocket or he heated it up and held it in his hand the whole drive
1: over there and is just now starting to eat it. i believe this happened in the first movie. I believe we've had this discussion on this podcast. But I think this happened in the first movie because I'm, like, deja vuing this, like, conversation about you talking about this hot pocket.
0: Is this just because you want a hot pocket?
1: No, 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 because <laughs> Todd's talking about the sleeve. He eats it out of the sleeve, and it really bothered him last time. Like, why well, wouldn't you plate it in the microwave?
0: He's also only got one bite out of
2: it. So he's been holding
1: it for, conservatively, the whole drive over
2: there. Unless they have a microwave in the van. Is that a thing? Can you get a you microwave can. van? Or a
0: van in a microwave. (laughs) Don't you follow van life on TikTok? Of course you can have a microwave in a van.
2: No, I don't. But I mean, cool. I guess they have a microwave in their Mormon van. And he thought it was now was the time to eat something.
0: I guess. Ridiculous. Anyway, so they go to the door of a house uh, and they say that we have a message about Allison. One of her friends spoke to us about her and they're just like, what are you talking about? And they say that we help people. And the little girl says, who's the lady? The lady standing behind them and it's Elise. And so Elise's ghost walks into the house. While she's doing that, we kind of overhear them say, our friend told us to tell you that Allison's accident was no accident. And when she was resuscitated, something came back with her. And as we see Elise try to talk to Allison, we hear a creaking. And then she looks up and just says, oh, my God. And, and that's, that's the movie.
2: movie. Roll credits. So we watched the movie. We talked about the movie. What did you guys think?
0: This movie is a mess. Here's the thing. It's not not enjoyable to watch. I didn't hate it. If you like jump scares, sure. But God, the holes and the script Questions and like this movie is just like a swamp of confusion most of the time. Yeah. I have not in the past been a huge like. James Wan series fan it's not usually my thing I did really like Conjuring 2 this not so much I was just like I kind of really wanted to like it because I liked Conjuring 2 and I was kind of disappointed what about you Mikey
1: I kind of agree I feel like this is James Wan because I believe these came out before Conjurings I think so too I think Conjuring he had figured some shit out yeah yeah I think it was his proto Conjurings because I Conjuring 2 I think is pretty much just as good as the first which is so hard to do especially in a horror movie
2: yeah the conjuring series is great at least the ones we've seen
1: yeah, and I, I think this movie kind of drops the ball uh, a little bit, and I think I think it is gets confusing. I think it can be scary. I think the jump scares were really effective on me, and I, unlike Paige, I don't have a problem with the makeup. That, that stuff scares me, those ghosts.
2: Yeah. So for me, I hated this movie. It was super scary because of all the jump scares, and it answered none of the questions that I think need to be answered for me to sort of understand what's actually happening. Right. And that is annoying to me, so I I did not really like this movie. It's mainly because, like, it's really Scary for me because I don't handle jump scares Well but if you love jump scares I get why you like this movie It's just not for me I really hope The third one which I I sort of am looking forward To sort of explains the Holes that might make me like it More
1: I never saw the third one
0: from what I read about the third one Trying to figure some stuff out here It does not
2: well I mean we'll see I'm sure We'll do it at some point but when we do Three equals month (laughs) three equals Month (laughs) 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 I'm down with that. (laughs) But Paige, do you have any fun
0: facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Hit us with your fun facts. facts. Essentially, and this is kind of a fun fact for Insidious 1, but I think it holds true here too because both the first one and the second one were wildly successful. And originally in casting, Patrick Wilson went up against Ethan Hawke and Ethan Hawke was offered the role and turned it down yeah. and then went on to do Sinister after I think yes. because this was so successful. Yeah. When Spex and Tucker enter Elisa's house, there's actually a tribal painting hanging on the wall and it's the same painting seen in Daniel's study in Paranormal Activity 2 and really? the grandmother's house in Paranormal Activity 3 suggesting that potentially they have a shared universe. There's also some arguments that maybe this shares a universe with Saw, but those are a little flimsier. That's
2: cool, though. I would love to see a, like, joint paranormal activity insidious universe movie.
0: Here's the weird thing. There's not really any other ties. It's like that one painting, so it could very well be a coincidence,
2: um, but it does come up. I really want to see Katie Featherstone in another movie because I know Mikey
1: loves her. If we could get her as a guest. She got please. a haircut. <laughs> I know. Please guess on this podcast. So
0: in the children's room, or rather Patrick Wilson's childhood room where the kids sleep, there's an Australian flag in the corner of the room. That's because Lee Whannell, who wrote Insidious, and I believe wrote the first one, and then James Wan, who's the writer and director of this one, uh, both come from Australia James Wan was born in Malaysia and then moved to Australia, and Winnell was born there. Um, at around 25 minutes into the film, when Specs and Tucker analyze the footage of young Josh, the Panasonic VCR logo is worn away in places so that it only reads panic. Uh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When young Lorraine rides down the hospital elevator with Parker Crane, the music playing in the elevator is the funeral march from the Sonata Opus 35 by Chopin. Uh, so that's kind of I mean if you're a super classical music nerd you might have caught that yeah Uh, when Lorraine wakes up in her room just before she goes to check on the two boys the old horror movie playing on the TV is Carnival of Souls from 1962 Insidious not only shares similarities with the film as the plot also features the main character being stalked by a ghoul but it heavily influenced several notable horror directors including James Wan but the film that inspired them the most was Poltergeist and Poltergeist 2 Specifically, oh. yeah, which we have not done yet. I don't. We think. haven't,
2: but I mean, I even mentioned Poltergeist while talking about this movie because it is. A f- yes, but so was Insidious One. It shares that sort of going into something and then coming out of it. You know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <And> yeah. <laughs> finally,
0: uh, when Lorraine has flashbacks of Parker Crane, they used the same hospital that was used in Halloween Two. So, just really? a little sequel month fun fact for you. Yes,
2: that's there awesome. You
0: go. And those are our fun facts.
2: Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. We appreciate it. Let's talk some box office then. So, what do you think the budget for this movie was?
0: This is the second one and the first one was really successful, so I'm going to say it's a minimum of 40
2: million for this movie. Okay? Mikey? 30. The production budget for Insidious Chapter 2 was $5 million what it yeah five million dollars yeah are you no serious yeah
1: <laughs> that's insane
2: yeah it was a really cheap movie to make
0: i don't even know how they did that
2: i know it's this looks like a 30
0: million dollar movie
2: it looks great yeah i, I yeah. mean i'm not saying it was five million dollars to like rag on it like it looks good yeah so this movie premiered on friday the 13th in september in 2013 it was number one at the box office the week it came out. It beat The Family, that was number two. It beat Riddick, which was number three. Number oh. four was Lee Daniels, the butler. And number five was We Are the Millers. So you're saying it had no competition. It <laughs> destroyed that week. I'm sure it did. So remember, when I tell you how much it made in the opening week, the whole movie cost them $5 million to make. You ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Just in the opening weekend, it made forty point two million dollars.
3: <laughs> yeah. Holy
2: shit! I hope some of them took points
0: on the back end because oh, damn,
2: yeah. they made so much money on this movie. That was just the opening weekend. What do you guys think it made just domestically in its full theatrical run?
0: I'm gonna say if it made forty its opening weekend, it's got to be close to
2: two hundred in its full theatrical run. Well, this is just domestic. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'd say 100, 120.
2: Okay. It made 83.5 in its full theatrical run just domestically. Now, you guys were close when we talk international because okay. it made another 78 mil internationally Dang. for a total of one hundred and sixty one point nine million dollars and wow. then it also made an additional nine million dollars 9.5 technically in dvd and blu-ray sales so this movie made in the 170 million dollars on a five million dollar budget wow yeah
0: no wonder james wan gets to direct everything now
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so that's box office but i mean he crushed it out of the park with this movie yeah absolutely yeah so Mike let's do that scary scale
1: All right, scary scale. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we fell in the film when we watched it this time. It's not a measure of quality, but a measure of scary. Spookiness. Uh, our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd.
2: I'm going to give it a six. I thought it was pretty scary for the majority of the movie. The jump scares really got me, but from the moment the climax of the film happens, it sort of stops being scary for me. But a lot of the early scares are very scary, so it's a definite six for me. All right. Paige, what do you give it? I'm giving this a three. It was not super scary to me,
0: but I can. There are a couple scares that got me. I can definitely see how it would have been scary, and especially in a theater. Um, oh, but for yeah. me, it's
2: it's topping out at a three. I would say in a theater, this easily gets a seven or eight out of me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it a four because I, I was pretty scared up until the climax. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, Stop. So, 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 i'm so sorry
2: i'm so sorry I, especially you saying that i can't like if if Paige had said that i would not have reacted that way but you uh, saying okay. it this makes me laugh. i'm so sorry
1: I, I i the earlier scenes with the baby and stuff really freaked me out so yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go absolutely yeah that's a scary scale
2: yeah so mike do you have a review for us to read
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking it up right now. Nice. Well,
2: while you find a good review for us to read, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is simply to leave us a five-star text review on Apple's podcast app. And, you know, leave us actual text so Mikey has something to read. And we'll have a little fun with it while Mikey reads it. So, Mikey, do you got one?
1: All right. Amy E11. All right, Amy. What you got? She said the title of that review, her review is Har Virgin Is Me. Oh, okay. I love all caps this podcast.
2: Oh, my thank
1: you. I absolutely hate horror movies, but I have this irrational fear that one day someone will use them to torture me. So I read <laughs> and listen to what everything about them. What you're describing is my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she reads and listens to, about, to everything about them. Uh, the silliness, perverted humor, and what that's what she said-esque jokes, and great chemistry y'all have are definitely helping me get through this. I am slowly watching them now thanks to this podcast. I love all three of you. But Mikey is my favorite.
2: (laughs) I knew you were going to read this one. You teased (laughs) it
1: last week. Five stars. But listen, I get it. (laughs) Well, Amy,
2: aside from having terrible taste, we really appreciate that five-star review. Everyone knows Paige is the favorite. Thank you. So, guys, if you want to have your review run on the podcast, leave us that five-star review. So, this week you guys made me watch Insidious 2. What are you guys making me watch
1: next week? We're not making you watch anything, Todd. Oh, that's right. It was listener request. Sneaky listeners. Sneaky listeners. And they voted Paranormal Activity 3.
2: It was a pretty close vote. I really thought for a time that Final Destination 2 was going to win. We had, like, a ton of votes. I was really impressed by how many people voted.
0: I'm excited to see more adventures with the pool cleaner. PB8, baby! I can't
2: wait. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we actually had someone do some art for PB8. I don't know if we ever made a shirt out of it, though. Anyway, so guys, watch Paranormal Activity 3 for next week. This episode was brought to you by... Nick, Nick B. B
1: Nick B fun fact. Oh yeah? Yeah. Whenever there's video of him, he pays someone else's person to record his dialogue and they use that as his voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he has someone ADR all of his lines? Wow, I've never seen that
0: before. Definitely definitely not in this movie.
3: <laughs>
2: I wish I honestly had that kind of money just to throw around. <laughs> they call it James Earl Jones money. <laughs>
1: I wish someone with a really deep voice would dub me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This episode also brought to you by uh, Ori. Ori. And Ori's great. I got stuck in I guess what is the equivalent of the upside down. And they went back (laughs) with a can and string to lead me back to safety. And I I just got to say, I really appreciate it.
1: Wow. They spared no expense there.
2: Well, I mean, listen, you got to make do with the tools you have (laughs) in a basement while your dad's trying to break through a goddamn wall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a lot easier for spirits to break through wooden wooden paneling. You (laughs) son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hate rich people! Paneling doesn't make people rich. Paneling means your house hasn't been updated since the 70s. God,
2: God damn it, Paige. You inadvertently <laughs> dug at me. So the the joke, Paige, was that I had wood paneling growing up, and Mikey was like, oh, you oh. were poor. That's where this whole thing started.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. We now return you to another episode of The, the Patrionicals. Patrionicals. Okay, so... This week, some more stuff's going to happen. Are you ready? Let's bring yes. it, Mikey. Okay. Evil Matthew with the goatee. Him and Isaac were like, we're kind of evil. Let's like break off and do our own thing.
2: There <laughs> are factions forming with inside the <laughs> patriarchal group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Karoon was like, can I just go with y'all? Because like, <laughs> this planet sucks so bad.
2: I mean, it probably does compared to what he's used to.
1: Uh, so he, they, those three go off and they, they start going towards the, 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 uh, they're like, we're not going to go to the stupid gold mine or whatever they're talking about. Like, why would we go there? <laughs> and,
0: uh, it's only full of gold and wood paneling, which is beyond measure. <laughs> uh, and so
1: they, they, are uh, they they go into town, uh, tombstone, the town of tombstone, right? The town of the tombstone. frozen yeah. town
0: with little like cubed pepperonis.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's (laughs) (laughs) 9.99 and and then uh kate she flew last episode she comes down and she's like i don't have a good feeling about this old west stuff like something doesn't feel right and uh eddie was like what are you talking about and and she's like what do the horses say and and he's like you know normal horse stuff i mean i don't see anything super weird around here but I, i get it eddie
2: was like hey do you guys see anything happening and they were like (laughs) Nay! <laughs>
0: they're, um, they're just standing there, like jump on it, let's do it. We are the ponies.
2: That's the second time I'm gonna have to drop in my pony. It's yes. almost as many episodes. Yes. genuine's <laughs> gonna come for that
1: horror version. No,
2: no
1: also they're in the gold mine i forgot to tell you guys that they went to the gold mine
2: yeah yukon cornelius is down there like telling them all about silver and gold
1: <laughs> no there, there's no way. it's like an abandoned one
2: oh, okay and uh um, okay.
1: sheriff andy's like who the fuck are you people
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry i wasn't i wasn't expecting that to be so harsh but yeah i like it
1: <laughs> i'm on board straight to the point i like sheriff andy and then uh sasha tells me, and she's like uh Andy, we're from the future and we're like, we're stuck. This is like a prison in time uh, because like an evil organization full of uh, cybernetic animals has taken over the earth. And there's a zombie virus. He's like, "What is a zombie? Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just too much explaining. We're gonna have to do to, to catch know, him up. I know. So like, it, it, it goes like a yada 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 type situation because there's, there's a lot of stuff to catch him up with. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. He's yeah. like,
0: "Calm down. It was a medical experiment for the government to spray drugs on marijuana, but then it leaked in the middle of this town, and a bunch of punks <laughs> turned into
1: skeletons." These zombies actually came from the Sunny D virus. If you guys really want me to recap the Patreon, no, I will no, gladly no, do. No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. Is not.
2: that even possible? It is not possible for Mikey to do it. <laughs> it is possible for a listener to do it who actually pays attention. Jump on
0: it! Let's
2: do it. Recap the story you have gotta stop singing genuine my pony because this is the horror virgin and if you don't it's no longer gonna be a virgin
1: (laughs) nice dave is like real friendly but he's kind of evil a lot of friendly people are evil genuinely like a pretty chill dude but like gets bored easily so he's Mikey? Yeah, kind of. So he's with he, he's with Evil Matthew uh, and Isaac and Karun. But Dave's the one that's kind of explaining Karun, like, the Old West or whatever. Right? Evil Matthew was like, I've got a great idea. What if we rob the bank? Like, if we're going to be in the Old West, let's, like, fuck shit up. So
2: he is, like, going straight up Westworld on vacation. Like, yes. he's like, if we're At- here, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's go
1: rob a bank. And Isaac, like, I'm in if I can eat the bank teller. <laughs> Of course. So but first they stopped or they mugged some guys. Why? Why would you mug the
2: guys? They had to get some old West clothes. Oh, okay. So they changed into mm-hmm. Wild West gear. Because you can't you can't roll into uh you know a bank in futuristic clothes with
1: Uggs. Right. Dave's like, guys, we'll get nicer clothes after we rob the bank. We'll be rich, we get whatever clothes we want.
2: Yeah, assless chaps for everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. For days. So anyway, they rob the bank. Uh Isaac eats the teller.
2: I love how you just, like, yada, yada, yada over, like, intense action scenes.
0: <laughs> yada, 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 put your wallets in the bag. Yeah,
1: they, <laughs> no one fought them, uh, but Isaac did eat a guy and kill him for no reason, which was, like, kind of not cool. Oh, yeah. Wild card. Not cool, Isaac. Nobody wants yeah. a wild card in their group page. <laughs> Cameroon <laughs> okay, has blue skin, so everybody's like, Why what what's up with this blue alien skin Because he's like got a like got scales, kinda kinda scaly skin. It does not surprise me at all that people in the Wild West time are very concerned about the color of someone's skin. Ooh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that put Karun in this situation. So Karun tried to shoot a guy, but, like, kept missing. So uh, Evil Matthew just shot him for him because he was making fun of his skin color.
2: Nice. I like that. So Evil Evil Matthew with the goatee, even though, you know, he's not a great guy.
1: Still is, like, a moral code. Because Karun was, like, shooting wildly, he accidentally hit Dave twice in the head, and Dave died. He double-tapped Dave while trying to shoot somebody else? <laughs> Yeah, he's a terrible shot. No, that sounds like he's a very good
2: shot, and he had ulterior motives that were not expressed. No, K-Roon was like, you have to use your
1: hands? I don't understand. It's like a baby's toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, regular Matthew's back with Kate. Um, They're hosting a quorum of the people. You could just say they're talking. <laughs> yeah, they're talking. And they're like, what are we going to do? We still have that giant boat. Can we do something with that? We uh, Can we use that to get back? Anyway, Kate, Eddie, regular Matthew, Sheriff Andy. And because Andy's like, look, the old West sucks. Like, if you guys are going to leave, like, take me with you. I hate my job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like how Andy is the sheriff equivalent of an 1860s slacker.
1: Well, he reads a lot of science fiction and stuff. And he's like, I've always wanted to just live in the future. So Matthew's like, look, we have the boat. We have us, this town of Tombstone. We got to like, let's go uh, back east and fuck some. I mean, we, we've got to find out what to do. There's, and then um, were you about to say fuck some shit up? Or yeah, yeah. I buy- yeah. going to say that. <laughs> But I self-censored.
0: <laughs> it made it sound worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sasha was like, look, we've been here for a while. We think other people were sent here before that the Illuminati have sent back. There's got to be someone who knows something, so they they go to do that. But Kate's like, I don't know. I think this whole thing is wrong. I don't know what is going on, but it something that doesn't feel right. So they all were like, okay, let's go back to the relationship, uh, and and maybe we get back. And Sheriff Andy's like, look, this place is terrible. Yes, I'll go with you. What is a ship? What is a relationship? And I've been there, Sheriff Andy.
2: What is a relationship? <laughs> Andy needs a DTR conversation that's going to go very differently from the last time Mikey ghosted somebody.
1: Yeah. But as the camera pans out, because there's a camera now, there's like a shimmer in the air. Anyway, spoilers alert, they're in like on the Matrix.
2: Like on a holodeck?
1: Yeah, they're like on the holodeck.
2: Who has our crew inside a holodeck? Will Mikey find some reason for our party to actually have been sent back to the 1860s? How will our band of intrepid explorers make it back to the future? Find out (laughs) next week on another episode of uh, The The Patrioticals. So we are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network. So if you'd like, check out a lot of their podcasts at their site, consequenceofsound.net. If you want to go to our website, we are at horrorvirgin.com. And if you want to follow us on social, we are at horrorvirgin. Or honestly, you could follow us all individually the lovely Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter and at Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok, for as long as it exists. Mikey is at M Randolph Twenty Four everywhere, and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like Paige's voice, you can find her on a few other podcasts, one of which is called Black Card Rehab. Another one is The Cult Podcast, which you can find. Ooh. It's a great, great, great show. And a podcast that we three do together about romantic movies, Romancing the Pod. So we would love it if you would check that one out, as well as give that one a five-star review. Mikey is also on Romancing the Pod with us as well. It's great. It's it, We are a power threple. A
0: power threple.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, if you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin and signing up for one of our many great levels there's we just opened up some new spots at the top well actually we open up a whole new top tier and then a few of the Burn It Down levels. I'll, I'll let you guys go discover what the top tier is because it's <laughs> insane. Uh, but yeah, so go check it out. There's a lot of great levels, a lot of great perks, hours and hours of bonus content. You get the regular weekly drop a day early and you get it uh, almost unedited. We still take some of the raunchier jokes that Mikey makes out, but most That's, of it comes I, through. I'm not,
1: I'm not here. Hey,
2: <laughs> I also make raunchy jokes. Yeah. Uh, So yeah sign up for one of those awesome great levels But if you can't financially support the show But still want your daily free horror virgin content Join our awesome Facebook group We talk about all the time But we do have an awesome great community That's like 1400 people strong and growing every day So join it We are pretty active there
0: That's going to be it for us
2: guys I'm Paige I'm Mikey And I'm the horror virgin Todd guys
0: Keep it ooky spooky
1: (laughs) Have an amazing week Bye Page, would you let Patrick Wilson spit his tooth in your mouth?
2: Absolutely. Oh God, that is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my
1: life. I let
0: him spit a lot of things in my
1: mouth. <laughs> wow. Oh yes. Consequence
3: Podcast Network.